and we are live hey concrete you on mute girl her usual i'm gonna need you to come on in the right way girl girl i'm i'm paying attention to two things at one time my bad what's good what's good what's good happy girl what's up girl we back yes like we never left what you been up to child everything i feel like this past week was so busy but you know how like when you have those busy weeks like you you've been planning something for so long that like once it finally happens you can breathe that's kind of how I'm feeling because I was helping plan my best friend's um, birthday party and she was having a gathering at her house and it was exhaustive is the word. Um, she, I, I was doing everything, like doing all the planning, not everything, but doing all the planning. And baby, she had me on pins and needles because she's a very last minute person and I'm very organized and it was driving me insane. So everything went off without a hitch and I'm happy to hear that. And cause baby, she was driving me crazy and I will never do that again. So yeah, you live and you learn. Let me shout out the people. Shout out to Keep It 100. Uh, original it? one, the active activist. Shout out to you as a member. Thank you so much. The Victim Olympics was good. Uh, Eugene Steele, thank you also for being a member of our channel. Shout out to you. Um, Juju, hey, beautiful. She said, hey, Concrete, she is giving the compliment. Thank you, Juju. Yes. Appreciate you, boo. Who is this up coming up in here with some foolishness? It's too early for that. Take that negative energy elsewhere. Uh-oh. Hey. Uh -oh. uh, shout out to the cynical one. Shout out to you. Shout out to Sean Orjakor. I hope I said that right. Good morning to you. And a very, very, uh, very, Take very, that negative very, energy very. elsewhere. But um, who, 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 girl? Sean, who he talking about? She's fake complaining. That basic broad know what she, she doing. talking. He talking about bad Barbie. Oh, I thought he was talking about me complaining about my friend when he. That's why when you highlighted that, I'm like, how do you know what? Because he said it when I was complaining, so that's why I said that. My apologies, Sean, if you were not talking about me. My apologies. Girl, somebody need to go get them a... a, a, sure. a I'm like, are you highlighted it when I was saying that? And I'm like, what? And then she keeping it highlighted. Like, what is he talking about? You you ain't noticed that? Okay. Anyways, uh, moving right along. Um, What's been up with you? Nothing. I'm scared to say something, child. What you saying that? Okay. Anyways. Um... <laughs> What's yeah. up, Big Clouds? Hey, Cynical One. Um, you guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, honey? Victim Olympics. Look, I don't know nothing about it. Y'all got a review, Angry Man and Destiny's of debate. It was cringe worthy, hilarious. Listen, I saw parts of the debate and I cringed my ass off. Um Oh way, oh way! It would be de it's definitely worth it's definitely worth the review. I don't even lose destiny, girl. This white man who oh, is bisexual with blue hair, blue hair, and destiny was up there defending black women like he had role like he was a part of the underground railroad. Okay. Um, 
I'm still maintaining my stance on white people talking about having a discussion about black people. Um, I'm still on that, that same, I'm still there. I'm still there. But um, to watch a white man defend black women against a black man. Interesting. Maybe. Especially because uh, we see I, I it in the like, all the time. We see the white women or non-black women defending black men all the time. So that's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that. That might be something that would be interesting. Girl, um, homeboy was like, we were slaves. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But to watch that. While I do have my gripes and, and issues with the black community, period, point blank, you know, I'm always told you need to pick a side. Y'all need to pick a side. Mm -hmm. I love my people. That's my side. That's my side. I love y'all. But to watch that, <laughs> honey, honey. That may be something interesting to check out because I don't know if I've ever seen a white man, especially like I've seen white men, you know, come to the aid of black women. So on quote unquote, by speaking out against things that they've seen, i.e. black men attacking black women, but I've never seen them do it with a black man like head on. So that might be pretty interesting. Girl, um, yeah, I'm sorry about this, Sean. I'm sorry. I seen him just say he never <laughs> roasts us. Go ahead. Girl, you can't read a fight today, honey. Sure. <laughs> you highlighted it and then you kept it up there, and I was saying it, and I'm like, what the heck? But anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, I think that would be interesting to to check out for sure. Most definitely interesting, most definitely, because I sat there in disbelief, like, oh. <laughs> No, I, I still would like to see it kick clouds, you know, regardless of his sexuality. I think it would be pretty interesting. Like, I want to hear what points he was even making to defend black women. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, it's not all black women's fault. Black men have had some involvement oh. in the demise of their community. Mm. Um, what was even more crazy is that a lot of the men from the manosphere agreed. With Wait, what? Oh, wow. Interesting. First, first I want to thank us for helping y'all grow in the capacity that y'all don't think everything is about us doing something to the community. So I want to shout us out because I feel like we were vocal and instrumental in bringing forward another side. Um, I also want to thank us just for being here because, yeah, y'all couldn't have did it without us. So I, I was excited for the men of the space. And I was like, damn. Um, Juju, I was I was in shock that a lot of people agreed with Destiny, especially the men. I was super shocked by that. Um, it was it Ooh, was I want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it's worthy. It's definitely, definitely worthy of a review. Definitely mm -hmm. worthy of a review. I was um literally sitting here in shock. But yes, definitely worthy of a review. Okay. Um, everybody hit the like button. Um, I know y'all don't want to see us go nowhere but here, but y'all gotta release us and let us out into the world. So we're gonna try to hit the like <laughs> button for yeah. us. Yeah, hit, hit the like button. Uh oh, yeah. shout out to Nerdine. Dean was good. He says, Hey, sister George and C Rose, there are videos of Latina women defending and wanting a good strong chocolate black man mm. <laughs> i can't i can't 
Anywho, girl, what's going on? What's the child? Tea, child? It's so much tea. Like, uh, like, let me, let me. It's so much tea. Um, I guess the first thing that I will start with is <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You see, Lori has another victim, <laughs> baby. Lori and Damson Idris from uh, Snowfall, baby. Lori said, "Grief for what?" Like. Baby, it's a whole new year. Clearly, she even added another one to the roster. She has gone public with Damson Idris. He posted her all over his social media. They booed up a Kiki and, and all the things. And the women are saying city girls are up. They're calling for a manual, a how-to manual, uh, basically how she breaking hearts and keeping it moving. Like they are championing her activities and they're here for it. So I wanted to know what are your thoughts, child, and have you seen? Unlike Lori's mama, mm. big ma big madge. <laughs> Big, Marjorie. big Marjorie, big Marjorie, big Marjorie, big Marjorie, big Madge, big photo. Go ahead. Um, Marjorie or Marjorie, however y'all pronounce her name, mm -hmm. actually had more game and more finesse than her daughter. Mm. Um, to me, I think Lori is doing herself a super disservice by publicizing all of her relationships or mm. non-relationships because the assumption is going to be that she has um effed all of these men that she's been pictured with hugged up with booed up with every time you turn it she didn't had the father the son the, the holy spirit she didn't had everybody and i'm sitting there and i'm looking and i'm like damn um so with the emergence of the red pill emergence of all the game mm -hmm. um these things being said out loud on social media she is doing herself a disservice if she wants to be married somewhere down the line in the future because her men will be seen as a super duper duper simp for getting with her especially seeing that she's publicized all of her all of her relationships or whatever she has going on um i don't think it's wise i don't think it's wise at all to publicize relationships that you have not been involved in in from a certain amount of time for a certain amount of time. If you guys have been dating for three months, three months, we are usually, most people are still usually in their mass phase. Um, to be honest, uh, when we enter into relationships, we go into relationships, very happy, very wonderful. Everything is great. Everything is beautiful, but we don't really get to know a person until I would say take a year. If after a year everything is going well, then yeah, post them up. But months, a couple months, a couple weeks, and then you go in public when you know what the perception is. And then did you hear that Steve Harvey was telling Lori that she was the prize? Yeah. Well, she that. is a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. She is stunning. Um, stunning don't mean that that coochie is intact. Stunning does not mean that you yeah, but what father wouldn't tell his daughter that? Like, I don't know a father who wouldn't tell his daughter that and, and that ain't her daddy, but I don't know a father, and I guess you know, he's been in her life since she was eight years old who wouldn't tell his daughter that she's the prize. I mean, he's supposed, I mean, he should, like, 
I do think, and I know like my husband, the man that he is, he's honest with his daughters. Baby, let me tell you something. I have never in my life seen the perfect combination of a stern, but loving, respectful dad. Like he like don't play no games, but at the same time he leads with love. So I know he would tell his daughters about themselves. Like I know he, they would know that he, his daughters are of age and baby, like they, they have so much respect for him that it's certain things that they'd be like, they would not be okay with they wouldn't be okay with leading that type of lifestyle and their dad. You know what I mean? Because of the influence that he has on them. But, you know, you know, clearly that's not the case over there. I I don't think there's anything wrong with telling your daughters that they are the prize, but Mm -hmm. um, with the people that are looking at Lori and thinking that this should be a lifestyle, thinking that this is how this all plays out. Shout out to DJ Kuda. Kuda had said something a long time ago about women not having enough finesse to even get to a certain point. Um, a lot of women don't really know how to keep themselves up with the clown makeup, with the big ass lashes, with the ugly ass wigs. A lot of women are on, on that type of time. If you look at Lori, if you look at Marjorie, very, very, very well put together women. Mm-hmm. They are also not loud, not boisterous, very not telling the private. To do. Very private very mm-hmm. private a lot of women don't even have that type of finesse even if you can get them um then lori has had enough money and had enough status to make these dudes sign a whole nda to say you sure. cannot you cannot you will not discuss our relationship or what that happened part. she's actually had the goal to do that Ooh. most women are not in a position like that to where they can have men sign the ndas but what we are seeing what we are seeing niggas like keith murray from back in the day blasting foxy brown and saying what she didn't did like come on but you know what? That's the genius part of it. Like the fact that she ain't dealing with dudes who are beneath her. She's dealing with high level men. She dealing with moguls. She dealing with A-list actors. You hear me? And I mean, t- like top athletes. Her first fiance was a world record um, soccer player, like top, like top athletes. And she got them signing NDAs. She like, they're not, she's not even, I mean, what does she do? Like she's a socialite, you know, like she walks around being pretty. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm going to tell you something though. This is something that we, we haven't talked about. Everybody can't do what Lori does. So women are worshiping her and this, that, and the other. Like if Kiki from down the block with you know, the bad acne, bad acne scarring, mm. you know, the stretch marks, mm. you know, th- like you try to make your way around the block by sleeping with Raekwon, Devon, Shantae, trying to be do what look like. It's not going to work the same for you. Like it won't no. work. Like you don't have Lori's finesse. You don't have Lori's um, status. You don't have Lori. You possibly don't have Lori's beauty. Lori is like top 1% when we talk about beauty. Like people will give, you know, people, one person may say she's an eight, one person may say she's a 10. Well, we can all agree that she's a beautiful woman and most people are average. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Average. Um, a lot of things, not the same. A lot of women listening to all this internet shit, 
watching her from the sidelines thinking that they could do it too. Baby, I assure you, (laughs) it is not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. These niggas will blast you and blast you hard, blast you loud. Be extra loud with your extracurricular be activities. On the summer jam screen. Listen, <laughs> Listen all his friends gonna know thing. about it. This is, the thing. this is the thing. We don't even know if it's necessarily working out for her in the way that she should be fulfilled. Mm. What we do know is that we didn't seen her with Trey Songs. We didn't seen her with Diddy. We didn't seen her with Diddy's sons. We didn't seen her with the race car driver. We didn't seen her with Michael B. Jordan. We didn't seen her with, who else, girl? Because I'm getting tired. Soccer player. player. Who else was she linked to? Geez, it didn't mean so many. I can't keep up. Uh, And now now him. And so being that she makes them sign an NDA, being that she makes them sign an NDA, um, we don't know the ins and outs or if she is a horrible person, if she is this, that, and the third, There's a lot of things we don't we know. know. A lot of things we won't ever know. But sis, I assure you, you try it. I assure you, these niggas will blast you. They can't work. blast you no more. <laughs> and... But I do have a question for you because I saw something very interesting and very telling. Two things, two comments that I saw. Future. A couple places. Future was the one I forgot about. Oh, future. Um, And like... But were, was one that white women do what Lori's doing all the time and we're not highlighting them. We're not putting them on the summer jam screen. You know, you got the Kardashians that make their way around. And then the other thing was Lori is living in her femininity. What do you think about that statement? Like, is it like dating? You're a young woman. And like literally a woman said this and she's some type of coach, but she may just be a life coach. She said, Lori is living in her femininity out loud and people have a problem with that. And I was like, is that what living in your femininity? When people talk about femininity and masculinity um, and think that your power comes from using your body, that is not where your power comes from. Um, feminine energy would tell you that we understand what society and how society works. Femininity tells you to get somewhere and sit your ass down and to shut up somewhere. That's what femininity tells you. Um, masculine energy, to me, she's actually living in masculine energy. Masculine Ooh. energy tells you to blast it. Masculine energy tells you to be that bitch. I'm that bitch. I know you see me. I know you hear me. I know I can't be denied. That's masculine energy. I have never understood when women talk about, oh, I'm um, they're this feminine energy. Um, that feminine energy tells you to express sexuality. Feminine energy does tell you to express se- sexuality, but in what ways are we expressing it? Um, your sexuality wasn't meant for any and everybody who wanted to have a taste of it. Mm. Um, femininity, uh <laughs> While it can be loud, it doesn't have to be a hoe. And I think we get it confused to where a woman, she can be feminine and soft, but she doesn't have to be a hoe with it. And we don't talk about wholeness no more. We don't talk about wholeness in the way that it needs to be talked about. Like it don't exist. Like today, because we're so quick to shame people, but you you hit on something. I don't think it's her femininity she's living in. I think she's living in masculinity. I think she's embodying masculine energy. Not for the fact that I don't think she's blasting it. If you look at her last several relationships, she wasn't the one who outed it. The men are. That's why Juju just said, how do we know she's sleeping with these men? When a man is posting you proudly you boo boo, he nicknaming you, you turtle.
He love you, this, that, and the other, baby. He's hitting it. Like, ain't no man giving you nicknames, posting you on his Instagram, a famous name, man with that type of stature, with that type of money, that type of access, that type of status, and he's not having sex with you. Come on, let's keep it real. And if you look at her last three, four relationships, the men were the one to post her. She didn't post them first. Also true. Also true, but uh, just like men who didn't stay, when you get a shiny new toy, hey, look, guys, I hit it. Next. She's the one who walking out, to my understanding. She's the one leaving. I'm not. But the fact that they have NDAs that are signed, sealed, and you can't say nothing because you're going to have to pay up if you do. That's um, true. But they're saying they, they can say and what they do say, like Michael B. Jordan alluding to him still being hurt or being heartbroken and things of that nature. Then typically, if you still heartbroken or hurt and then you heard Lisa, um, Lisa Ray spilling the beans on her show, you know, what trying to tiptoe around it, that she left him because he was still friends with his ex and she didn't like that. Like. But then when you talk about relationship aspects and dynamics and stuff like that, um, a lot of times we tend to work through a lot of relationship problems. I'm not going to sit here and advocate for anything toxic, but mm-hmm. but these are certain things that are going to come up in, in relationships. Right. Um, a lot of times we will take times to work things out, but the fact that she's like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm yeah. good. Nah. There's never going to be a, a man that's good enough for her. Yeah. Um, all of these men and nobody saying that Lori is the problem. Well, Lori is the one leaving them, but what kind of issues do does Lori have that makes everybody think that Lori is not the problem when exactly. it's been Lori, 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 um with a but, bunch of guys what makes don't y'all get me wrong just because a person leaves doesn't mean that they're not the problem like you can very well be the problem and be the person that is leaving yep. like i'm not saying at all and the reason i said lisa ray because lisa ray is close friends with her um with her mama um that's why i said lisa ray spilling the tea but um no, with me saying she's leaving, what it sounds like is commitment phobia, commitment issues with me. Like yeah. she might have something she need to, you know. Yeah, exactly. Healing to do. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, babe. Um, he says this is too cookie cutter. Lori got to be on some contract connection, girlfriend kind of ish. The same thing happens with all of them. Mm. Catch guy, post to IG, attach for a while, split up, rinse, repeat. Mm. You are absolutely correct because that was definitely going to be my next statement. Um, these could be bearded relationships. Um, buy a girlfriend rent a girlfriend um lori's package is the most expensive package but uh lori could be very well that but is it worth her reputation is it worth anything um then later on down the line when that cooch is tied and ran out dried up cracked eggs broken will she be able to justify these things to men and the type of men that she's been seen with, that she's been pictured with, are the main ones talking about, like, hoes. Uh, if you're talking about a rapper like Future, Future don't have no problem calling her chick a hoe and, and talking about her escapades and saying, okay, this is setting the third. A boosie is, will tell you, um, nah, nobody should be looking at her and thinking that she's the prize she's been ran through. She's the hoe. A lot of men have these 
um, ideologies about her in Hollywood. I don't think it's a good look. I actually think it was a terrible decision to go public. I don't think you have to go public to get your point across. The next, the next man Lori should have went, went public with was her husband mm. to say A, B, C, D, bam, I did that. But yeah, that's a good point. But you know, clearly the young ladies have a different take. Like her following is loving and eating it up. Us older women, you know, us aunties, because we're auntie age, you know, may think that it's taboo, but like young women love what she's doing. Like they find it empowering and they want to be able to do it too. So we yeah. may be in the minority with our thought process. What y'all think? Um do y'all think Lori's gonna be able to find a, a a high value husband who ain't the biggest simp in the nation? Because mm. um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says there are different Jungian female archetypes. Mm. I think she embodies one called the wild woman, still feminine but kind of dangerous in the oh. shadow. Um, to be honest, that type that you're talking about, Black Wizard, is probably um, one of the most seductive, oh, shoot, I said hit the link. I meant hit the like button, y'all. Um, it's probably one of the most seductive archetypes. Men tend to lose their shit to get close to one of those types of women. But the manosphere has taught us that uh, some of the women are the ones that your mama warned you about and the ones that we warning you about. And y'all ain't gonna make it. Um, a lot of y'all ain't gonna make it up out of it. So, you know. They won't. Shout out to Black Wizard again. He says, another way to say wild woman is man eater. And baby, she eating them up, spitting them out. They say she collected niggas like Thanos rings, like she got them. So, yep. I don't know. Um, hey, I, I don't think it's a good look at all. You know what, what term my husband always uses is a succubus. <laughs> and I mean, like, maybe that's some old biblical, like, maybe she gonna take your soul, like, with her when she leaves. Mm. Shout out to Uncle Stu, old man on the block for the super sticker. Thank you so much, Uncle Stu. We really, really, really appreciate you. Thank so, you, yeah. But uh, just more teacher. Oh, go ahead. You know that's how concrete say husband. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, moving on. Did you see that Ye went on and got married, child? <laughs> so. Room, from what I understand, after do, doing more reading, he had a ceremony, but there's no actual marriage certificate. So if she could keep him calm and keep him quiet and keep him on his meds, then more power to her. Um, just stay off the Internet. That's all I want for him. That, that's I'm it. mad that she won black. I just knew Kim K would send him back to black women, hook, line, and sinker. What I am mostly mad about, and let me keep it a buck with y'all, what I am mostly mad about is that he didn't took all these white women out. He didn't spoil them. He didn't bought them Birkins. He, he don't believe in community service. Has he been with a black woman since Lexus, uh, who was the woman he was dating when he got his jaw broke, when he was like on the come up, like when he made through the wire and all that. I don't even think he's been with a black woman since then. I mean, no. if you count Amber Rose is black, but. Mm -hmm. She's not. She's not black. Yeah. She can't. Um, 
yeah, she's Skateboardian, and I I think it's a shame. I want yeah. I want Ye to come back to the community. Ye ain't come back, baby. Let me tell you something. A black woman, baby, they gonna whip him into shape. Ye ain't about to be around here doing all that foolishness. <laughs> baby, they ain't nobody about Listen. to be. Listen. Can you imagine, nigga? If you don't get your money, you don't... <laughs> so, I don't know. We ain't having it. <laughs> no way. He better take that foolishness out there in Calabasas where Kim them at. Because um, black women ain't going. But I also saw something very interesting regarding D Wade and his ex-wife Savon, where they're entangled in a little mess, little drama, if you will, because she filed a petition in the courts to dismiss the name change uh, petition that he entered for their daughter Zaya, name and sex change. Now Zaya is not yet eighteen, and um, his ex-wife was saying that that goes against that that goes against their custody agreement, their their parental agreement um, that from the divorce, and she is vehemently against it. She says that it is, um, you know, she she um, thinks that he is not trying to coerce her, but she doesn't think it's in the best interest for the child. And um, I'm, from what I'm seeing in the comments, people are saying she don't have no rights. She barely in them kids' life. He's the primary parent. Him and Gabrielle have decided that this is what's best. You know, she's creating a situation where Zaya will eventually hate her. He's doing what's best for the child. And I want to know your thoughts. I think they are sick, disgusting, and demonic, um, the Wades are. Okay. Um, ever since Gabby then got the strap, shit ain't been right since. Um, I think they've done a lot of things for Hollywood ploys, um, to be relevant in Hollywood. I think they've exploited that child, um, to no end. That's what she said. Exploitation. Yep. You're right. I, I absolutely think that they've exploited the child to no end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're doing more damage to the child more damaged than anything than mm. helping the child when it comes down to uh kids transitioning mm -hmm. i do have bigger i have a huge issue with children tra transitioning because um i've watched so many videos of people who've talked about transitioning and wanting to go back but mm -hmm. they didn't cut all their parts off um, they've taken all these hormones. All these hormones have done a number on them. Then with the effects of modern medicine, as a person who works for the VA or um, with VA, they have claims coming in from 50 years ago um, from issues that arose from medications and vaccinations and shit that was given out. <laughs> over 50 years ago that have come back into play. So we don't know what the effects of all this medication is going to have, or, you know, these hormone treatments are going to have on these children. Um, the people that I've, I've watched that have transitioned end up leading very, very, very unhappy lives. Mm. A lot of times they want to go back to their original gender. I think that is a hell of a decision for somebody to make for an 11 year old, I think Zaya is 11 14, years old. 14, 14, 14, but she started, they started this shit about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was 11 when she came out and all the things. Yeah. Um, but for an 11 year old, 
um it's like your eight-year-old putting on a pair of your high heel pumps like your your child your son putting on some pumps and you not correcting the behavior saying that these are mommy shoes and you have your own shoes right here but your children tend to emulate what they see mm -hmm. um i think there's some sick twisted shit going on in the wade household um i think they tried to make the mom out to be the crazy one but it's organized crazy like as long as you can get on and throw a couple little jabs or be charismatic and be funny um people buy into that shit. it's easy to make a person out to be crazy when you have the money to control the narrative mm. you can um plan a story in media you can say how crazy this woman is you can talk about her mental health they can do all kinds of shit. but when you really really sit there and look at the shit from point a to point b and look at what's really really going on and you're looking at gabrielle saying that she likes to cheat she likes to use a strap she uh eats ass any woman that that proudly says that she eats ass we already know that she has a mental condition we already know these things um, you're wrong don't be kink shaming shit. i'm shaming you sis if you eating ass out here you need your ass whooped. If you um, do, bring your own plastic wear to my house. That's all I'm saying. You do what you like. Bring, you bring know plastic. how them folks used to throw the shit in the trash? Like when they had like an AIDS patient come and throw the shit in the trash. I'm throwing your shit in the trash. Listen, don't let me find out. Um, And then I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about your ass because you're disgusting. And you I need help. I will say this. Um, I do think that there is a narrative like clearly, you know, the mom might have some mental health issues. Mental health issues are not if there is a parental agreement that says major changes has that has to be approved by both parties. She has every right to contest this petition. Um, in addition, Danny brought up some very serious, real concerns. I have seen people too video like extensive videos of people who've undergone reassignment surgery that regretted it afterwards yeah. that speak out against young children doing it and says that you need to be 110% sure that you need to, you know, um, live with, you know, the, the thought process of this is a permanent thing. This is something you can't undo. And they talk about the mental anguish and torment and psychological problems that developed after they had the reassignment surgery. It is not just easy as one, two, three, so much so that there is a two year, there's a process in place where you have to see, I think, a therapist for two years after you um, put in for reassignment surgery, which I know he's not trying to get her reassigned. He's just changing her gender and stuff like that. But like I say all that to say that this all is such a big undertaking that even adults struggle with it. And, you know, it results in quite a few psychological issues and, and, and lots of people. So for a child, I too, as a parent, would be advocating for my child, even if for whatever reason, maybe we had a tumultuous relationship. Maybe I do have psychological issues that I can't get under control, but I understand that, you know, this, I don't believe that this is in the best interest of my child and they no. violated a court order by trying to go above me and get this done. And I would like my child to wait until they're of age to make this decision. And I think she has every right to do that absolutely i agree with that sentiment um i think if you're really concerned about your child's welfare social um mental health whatever 
and you allowed them to make such a drastic decision and to be public with this drastic decision um to me you're doing more you're endangering the child i wish that siobhan wade could say that they're endangering her child and i wish she could bring charges up on that um if they people do the research and do the real research as opposed to justifying a lane that we want to go down in society then we'll see that a lot of people have had issues with transitioning have had issues with the aftermath of it then being at 11 years old 11 years old so you're saying that a child is old enough to say that i want to be a woman when they were born a boy and you're saying at 11 years old that they're old enough to say this that their thought process won't change that they won't feel any type of way down the line i think that's absolutely ridiculous i think it's sick yeah. um yeah it, it's it's something that i probably i could never support it and i i don't get me wrong i have no issues no i'm not gonna say i don't have any issues with the lgbt Q community, but if there was anything um this much of a change this soon, I think it's way too much, way too soon. Yeah, and I'm I'm in disagreement of it. I agree. And I 100 percent Um, so yeah, um, yeah, un unfortunately, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out, but yeah, I guess we will see, child. So we'll be staying tuned and give y'all updates on what happens um aside from that child it's so much okay the other thing so nick cannon ha is having trouble in paradise i saw where mariah carey is supposedly going to be petitioning for full custody of uh, moroccan and Monroe. monroe and another of his children's mother is um what was the alec what did she say she was talking about was she talking about being a single mother um it was brie tessie and i can't remember her exact comments i have to pull them up but um mariah was saying well the allegation i guess a source close to mariah is saying that you know nick doesn't have time to see the twins that often and that she doesn't want him coming in and out when he feels like it squeezing them in when it's convenient for him and you know she has a problem with it and as a result Mariah, Raya, big Raya, about to pull rank and file for full primary custody. And I find this interesting because you will have men arguing that Nick is capable of being a great dad to all 101 of these children, all 101 of these Dalmatians. And clearly that is not the case. We are seeing the women of the children say he is barely active. He doesn't have time. His schedule is crazy. I have to contact his assistant to let the assistant know when something important is happening in my child's life. So in order for him to be there, like cutting up the baby mamas are letting it be known. This is not an ideal situation. And I wanted to know if you saw it and what your thoughts are. Girl, I am a Mar Mariah Stan. I'm so glad that Mariah was the first woman. She was a wife. Um, and she actually had her babies within marriage um, to Nick Cannon. I think if Mariah had have known that this was going to play out the way that it did, it probably would have never happened. Mariah seems to be a person that's big on image. And she's been like that for years. I followed Mariah Carey's career since I've been a little, little girl. So it's been a long time. 
That being said, um, I think Mariah should file for uh, primary custody of his kids. Nick does not show that he is mentally stable. Um, Nick is also a sick man. Um, but not only is he sick in the mind, in my opinion, to me, um, he's also physically sick. Um, Luke, uh, excuse me. Nick was diagnosed with lupus a few years ago. And the fact that Nick is producing them children like he is in a damn factory. I, I, I heard that there's one more on the way. I literally heard that there's one more on the way. So I'm looking at Nick. Nick is a sick man. Um, I feel bad for Mariah. I feel bad for all the children involved. I don't think that he has enough. Um, he has enough stamina to last him in a bedroom, but I don't think that he has enough stamina um, to last some kids. And so that shit is disturbing. It is hella disturbing. Um, yeah. So shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says the diff this difficulty with transition reminds me of other ish. Nobody want to talk about like these damn BBLs, for example, or these divester slash passport bros. Um, folks be quiet when it goes south. Um, thank you so much for that, um, babe. Uh, so yeah, Conquer, get on your side. <sighs> You got to switch me over, my bad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just, you know, think that it's absolutely crazy. I already knew that there's no way in the world that a man could have six baby mamas and 101 kids and things be all copacetic. Um, I do know that there are some religions where this is permissible, but these are women who typically are raised with the mindset of community and understanding that, you know, that this is a God-given right to man and, you know, their this is part of their religion um, and part of their upbringing and part of their, you know, um, part of, I was going to say their indoctrination, but part of their teachings and their, um, you know, whatever religion they subscribe to. This is quite different from Western women who are not raised in that type of culture. In addition, even in those cases, um, I think that it's different because the women help each other out. So the women are kind of an extended village and community for the other wives and women. And, you know, there is a, um, it's kind of an ecosystem of sorts, whereas this is completely different and he can have all the resources in the world, but those resources do not replace him physically being there in the home, taking off the load of stress from these women. They have new children, new babies. Some of these women are first time mothers. And yep. like I said, one complained about not having a night nurse, not getting any sleep. And they've been very, they, some of them are pretty vocal about, the issues that they're having in his absence. Yep. Yep. And I just think it's shitty. I think it's shitty. Um, yeah, a new mother and to have a newborn baby and not to have any freaking assistance, not even by choice, but something that you 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 signed up like the thing is, if he's an Israelite, why not get with women who are also Hebrews, who also subscribe to 
um, you know, polygamy, who also subscribe to that. You want all these mixed chicks for women, and they don't subscribe to that, and they ain't going to stay in line, and they also aren't going to be a village to the other women, and it doesn't seem like they're one big happy family. Oh, honey, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says Nick should have used that passport if he wanted to spread that seed. Mm. Oh, girl, do you you ready to talk about these passport bros? One more thing before we do that. This okay. is, um, this. I guess this will be the last one. So, okay. I saw this story that I thought was absolutely crazy where a woman went viral essentially because she talked about the fact that her dad was upset that she married a black man and as a result he took his own life and the women are the black the sisters the sisters on tiktok have been you know stitching her video and other similar videos asking why black men would go into relationships with women who have family hate black people so much that you know that your children will never be able to have close relationships with their extended family or your children will be viewed as derogatory the the ninjas and um you know your wife will be alienated from her family as opposed to even if you're wanting to date out like why would you partner with someone who that could potentially be their fate their father is so racist and a lot of people were saying he must have had some other issues but despite that to even have that be on someone's conscience conscience their father is so racist that he would be willing to go to that length and then what if he was like i'm going to this length but i ain't going by myself like what would possess a person to enter into a relationship with someone whose family is just that hateful and would that matter to you because you know people say love is love you can't help who you love. You have no control over it. You walk down the street and boop, it hits you over the head. And oh my gosh, you see fairies all around your head, fairy dust and birds. And oh, I fell in love. So you're completely hopeless to who you fall in love with. If you fell in love with someone, you know, if you know you and Bro Curlin weren't married, just hypothetically, and you fell in love with someone outside your race, but they had a racist family, would that impact your ability to move forward with the relationship? Hell yeah, it would have an impact on me. Uh, my mom was out loud racist. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you could have got along great. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. Clearly, just a joke. Just, just a joke. God rest her soul. But my mom was like, "Why the fuck would you give something to somebody that's been taking it from you for five hundred years?" I don't think she would have went as far as to kill herself. Don't get me wrong. Excuse me, unalive herself. But it's definitely not a thing that she would have been in like, oh, yeah, go do that. Um, so him unaliving himself, I think most people kind of have that guess who's coming to dinner mentality. Oh, once he gets to know that they're all not like that, then it's going to be an acceptance. Or, you right. know, you've seen we've seen a lot of stories on talk shows back in the day where the grandfather meets the little mixed baby and the grandpa's like, oh, you know, I just fell in love with my mm -hmm. little mixed grandbaby. We've seen that. And I think that people kind of get these fairy tales or things um, that we see 
and we'll say that that's all the evidence that we need to make a decision or to come to a conclusion about mm -hmm. um, what really happens on the other side of that. But now we have TikTok, we have Facebook, we have um, YouTube that really get down to the bottom of a lot of issues. And with the mixed children on TikTok, baby, them complaints that they've had about their uh, white sides of the family and how they were to the black side. Baby, crazy. It's crazy. Super crazy. Um, and we're people having white moms and not being able to understand the, the black sides of their history or their family members. We had a white guy who came and was like, he ain't about to talk about this shit on to his kids. Absolutely. Do you remember that? When yes. Savage Red Recovery came up yes. and said it wasn't he wasn't gonna oh, educate my, his children about you know my reaction. What? I was like, wait, what? You know so, what? Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, we talk about these things from a very surface level standpoint. We don't think about a lot of us don't have forward thinking and to say what real issues would arrive if I chose to bring this black man to my family, to my racist family that have been racist since I was born, mm -hmm. to my racist family that have that has never liked black people. But I'm going to spite my family because a lot of times a lot of these kids go out to do shit just to spite their family. I don't necessarily think that it's love. I think a lot of the shit is for attention. A lot of shit is for attention and validation. What white men won't validate date you know black men will black men will take over anybody's leftovers honey that's just what it is honey i'm sorry you ain't lying you know what okay so growing up i lived in a white town right so one of my like my best friend growing up had be 14 15 her family was racist so by the time like i didn't go to her house she was raised by her grandparents and they were racist her granddad Frank was openly racist, like very openly racist. So I I never went to her house. She would come down to my house. But like once she was 16, she was gifted like a car for her birthday. So like if she had to run home, I would sit in the car. She'd run inside and get something. But if her dad, granddad looked out the window and he saw me, he wouldn't say nothing. But if she had black dudes in the car, he would flip. He would be like, get them side of my driveway right fucking like he would go like eight crap and like i didn't you know I, I was not conscious at the time and i was like what the hell like but what happened is she ended up getting pregnant by a black dude and i was like oh my gosh he like he was like he didn't speak to her her whole pregnancy and then of course when she had the baby he ended up coming around I don't know if he could because by this time she had did something real dirty to me the type of trifling stuff that white girls do and with uh, other people men and um she had did something real dirty and so i wasn't friends with her by the time she had the baby but when she had the baby i do know like she would post pictures and stuff like i would see like him holding the baby and stuff but i am pretty sure like I would bet money on it that he still used the N-word. I know he did. I know that man used that word so freely, so frequently. Like, I know he still used the N-word, even though he had a mixed grandbaby because she still lived in the house with him for a year or so after. But he was he loved, he seemed to love the grandbaby. So that's how they think it's going to play out and be like, oh, granddad, pops, um, you know, Bubba going to come around once he sees this little bundle of joy. But who taking them type of risks?
And then my bundle of joy can come, but I can't come. Like, I can't come to Thanksgiving dinner. I'm supposed to sit across from this man while he throwing daggers at me. And he going to have uh, his KKK friends outside when I come out. I, I ain't going for it. Mm. <laughs> MGTOW University, don't ever play with me, baby. <laughs> she, she ain't like white men, and I don't either. So you ain't going to have to from either one of us. You ain't have to worry about that from either one. I assure you. Honey, um, yeah, girl. I I think it's very very unfortunate. And then to, you know, if uh, if over my dead body was a person, like shit. Ooh, he this shit. That's harsh. Like that. that, like, is, that really is. Person, who okay with that though? Like, and people be like, oh, black families don't get along all the time. Not getting along. Having a tumultuous, first off, you don't get to choose what type of family you come from. But for me, if I meet a person and I know that they have this toxic, disgusting family and, you know, like I wouldn't choose to marry and have children with them because like regardless. So it's the same type of situation. Not because, like you can't control your family dynamic. Like if they abandon you and you have all these issues, you know, like if they abandon you and you don't have a relationship with your family because of that is one thing. But the thing is what you would see, because this woman didn't say she stopped speaking to him and people, she went on to make other videos about it. And there they were giving other examples. Like there was a Indian woman. She was from India. Her parents stopped speaking to her and she's like well my mom only like she got nine kids so she's very famous on tiktok and she was like my mom only likes the kids that look indian not the ones that look black like my husband like stuff like that like who's okay with that and you okay with letting your mama around your kids like what person would sign up for that but they're saying that black men are so anti-black that they don't care that they're willing to subject their children to a lifetime of dysfunction just to be with just to date outside their race that's yep. the allegation that women are making it, it, it's it's bad it's bad um yeah uh shout out to that hey girl um girl thank I'm you ready to talk I'm we talking to get into it because and kings and queens is asking are we trying to police men's relationships I mean, we no, not we're not oh, trying to police men's anything. She ain't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, we're uh, both married, so yeah, we're mm. we're really going to get off into that topic. Uh, but right before that, um, if you have not seen or heard mm -hmm. lately, girl, <laughs> the passport bros is under fire, honey. They then went over there and then screwed all them damn Brazilian women. And now the Brazilian women is after Austin Hollerman. Honey, they Ooh. been sending the nigga th death threats. Talk about stay away from our women. You over here uh, committing sex tourism. And do you remember that two certain content creators said that the, these men was going over there to, but not looking for marriage? You remember mm -hmm. who said that? Mm -hmm. I think I know them. They cute, chocolate. All the things you remember that because girl, mm -hmm. I remember saying that they weren't doing nothing but going over there to screw, and we got and all kind of pushback. 
baby they was talking shit they was like you you never gonna you ain't gonna be able to keep them um your man gonna leave you for a, a latin woman you're dumb you're ugly yeah. you're black <laughs> baby they gave us the whole called us silly <laughs> called us everything but a child of god baby yeah. had you up in the thumbnail with them big old eyes they did you know i'll be bucking my eyes baby hmm. only to turn around Mm. Only to turn around and y'all getting whole articles written on y'all about fucking sex tourism. And we ain't write it, just so y'all know. Was it written by a black woman, a hater? Black No, 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 no. It it, it wasn't from us. Mm. But they better give them that same venom that we got though. Honey, they've been on these passport bros' asses. You got poor Austin who then interviewed, then had whole hookers in his vicinity. Y'all got him backtracking. Now he likes single moms. Now he he don't mind single moms. Now he telling you that black women are all that bad. Now Austin has the message that it's not American women, it's all women. Um, he the only thing that Austin has oh, really? is the, hmm, hmm, what? Hmm. The uh, Austin is saying the only thing that differentiates um with the women. Thank you so much. Cheers, y'all. Oh, look at that. That was so sweet. I need somebody to bring me. I'm parched. Oh, oh, that's strong, baby. That's that 17. You drink on it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So he didn't flip the script and saying that it's all women, but I could have sworn there are two content creators that have said be careful of all women to vet all women, not to go to these countries. <laughs> Who said that, that Sha, I know him very well. Who said that girl? Was it us? Oh, it was <laughs> us. Um, yeah, we was the one telling y'all that um y'all will uh say that femininity is above all be all and then get taken for all your money you can't even bring the bitch back to the united states because you scared of the bitch leaving you for a younger better version of the high value man That's we great. told y'all all that we told mm-hmm. y'all all that <laughs> then then you got uncle d talking about these men don't even need to be in shape so he posted up a fat man a fat black man who was fat and ugly and disgusting with a with a jiggly belly that was ticklish and shit he posted him up and said that this man was entitled to the finest women that his uh, American money could buy. He uh, posted that up. And now they said hmm. now they said he was warned about Brazil, but I didn't heard y'all caper for Brazil, Reno, like all the things forever. Like Brazil got some of the most beautiful melanated women and all the things. But and how long do you think before the other countries get on? Like this week is Brazil. Next week, it's another third world country. Like the thing is, y'all like with the passport go bros um, going viral. Like the word is getting out, and it's not that that the word the message is not that black men are coming to these places looking for wives. The message is that black men are coming to these places to engage in sex tourism. The message is that you know black men are coming to these places to have a good time um so i i mean it may be brazil this week but i can put money on it i'm gonna let me see january 15 12 45 um I, 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 that this is not going to be the only <laughs> country that we see that comes out with something like this this is the start of it watch uh black wizard dancing too much <laughs> hell you know i started dancing when i got married because hey, you know y'all was like you ain't never getting it. you can't do it you won't do it <laughs> honey 
y'all treated us like Miss Seeley. Y'all told us that we was trying to police y'all. We couldn't tell y'all shit when we was only, only speaking the real like we always do. That was mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. We were speaking the real. And y'all cussed our ass out. And now look at you. Mm. They talking about you in article after article talking about y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't never going to be shit. Your mamas ain't shit. Your daddies ain't. They talking about y'all ass. Told y'all. Shaniqua and them told y'all. Y'all ain't want to listen. But you know what? And even for Austin to switch his message. Austin, oh, he was warned about Brazil. Austin travels to, has traveled to more than Brazil. And he said, it's all women. Now it's all women. Now it's mm. all women. <laughs> listen. Y'all ain't going to learn. I can't wait to you. Like, I am looking forward to the day that y'all come back and be like, y'all told us. Y'all was right. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, I, I'm waiting on the day because I know y'all not. Um, <laughs> they ain't going to do it. Too much ego. <laughs> Maybe that ego is the size of them damn lawsuits. The size of them damn, of y'all getting ready to be jailed. The oh. size of them foreign men coming after y'all for messing with their women. I mm -hmm. told y'all you're not going to be able to set up shop and call it a day in another man's country that you did not build, that you're not contributing to like that. I told y'all that y'all weren't going to be able to set up shop like that. Does that not play into the whole thing? Like, like, okay, that these men are saying to these third world countries engaging with these women, but like, I wonder, I would like to hear from like the families, the the the, the fathers, uh, you know, a Brazilian father, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, a man in Colombia who has an of age daughter, because oftentimes, like the way that it's presented, like it's like black men are what it, what is what do they say? Black men are the most desired in the world. Okay, like mm -hmm. black people are the most desired for sex. Did you see the recent Pornhub study that came out about the United States and it showed? I don't what, engage in that type of behavior, so no, I, I didn't see it. Baby, let me tell you something. I don't even. Know how to get to porn, huh? But let me say something. The study was interesting because it showed that black black porn is the third top searched in the U.S. and the the Confederate states were the ones that searched it the most. It was the number one, like BBC and um, you know, big black booties and stuff like that was like number one search in like these high Confederate, like major Confederate states, and it's like black people are desired for sex that's nothing new like and it's nothing to brag about personally but like actually being invited to the table wanting you at the table wanting you there be you know because the narrative that's been pushed about black men and it's not black men's fault you know per se but um it hasn't been one like oh black men are coming to build black men are coming to you know um engage in, you know, community building and, 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 you know, improve the community and all the things. So um, I would like to, you know, interview men of the community and see what their take is on black men coming in and having an actual seat at their table. Like nobody is really opening the doors and saying, come in and you're welcome to a seat at our table and you can vote in our, you know, um, you can join in our democracy or join in whatever kind of government we have and and take part in you know um the building of culture but also i mean the building of of our community but also um have a stake in in our community as well like nope that, that's not something that is typical but the way in which it's presented they would make you think that 
that's the messaging that they're receiving. Yes, the women are like, yes, we want black men. We love black men. All, all the things because it it um I, it I, their pockets. It's it, they have what, motivation to do, do that. You know what I've been trying to figure out. I think ever since I've got to this space, um, if you talk about a country like Brazil that actually has a single motherhood rate higher than the United States, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you talk about countries like that and mm -hmm. you talk about what happened in those countries to for that to be a thing and what has happened to their culture, Black men... And this is my confusion with a lot of y'all, especially that y'all that talk about running to countries like Brazil, where the single mother rate is high. Mm -hmm. Y'all are running from a culture here just to jump into somebody else's bullshit ass culture. Y'all jumping into the same frying pan, probably a hotter, frying pan. a worse a frying worse. pan, because at least you're familiar. But a lot of men are jumping into a, a bigger frying pan. And I'm always like, my thought process is, well, if the single motherhood rate, they're a poor, poor um, country. Um, Don't have the infrastructure that we have. It's weird. Like, it's really weird. Thing is, nobody cares about who you date and who you marry. Ain't nobody trying to police your choices because you can't police mine. Like nothing you say. I can listen to you and understand that you have an opinion on a subject and not call it you trying to police black women's bodies and choices in this, that, and the other because I understand the nature of this space is to talk about subjects in which you have an opinion on the matter. I don't care what y'all do. I really truly yes. don't. But like, I do like to have honest discussions. And when we talk about some of these countries, the infrastructures aren't there, you know, they don't have, you know, um, intact utility systems that are dependable and reliable. Yes, the U.S. has its problems in this, that, and the other, but to say that American Black women are trying to keep you in a, you know, in hell in Black communities as opposed to leaving and exiting and finding true love and happiness abroad, sir, go, go, go find what you're looking for. But, like, let's not pretend that it's an oasis and, and, and just this beautiful fantasy that awaits you. Yes, when you go there and you're going on vacation, you're vacationing at a resort, but I'm talking about actually living how the locals live. Like that's something yeah. completely different. And yeah. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, I do not consider myself a passport bro, but if I was to go to another country, I would search for a wife. It would not make sense to spend hundreds of dollars on a plane ticket just to have sex. Mm. Um, Eugene, I want you to take into consideration what's being given with the sex. Not only are you given sex, you're given a plate of rice and beans. <laughs> you're given a plate of tortillas. You are also given pico de gallo. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I need sour cream with mine. Give me some sour cream. Um, Not only that, they're nice to you until they figure out that you don't want to pay bills. And then um, mommy is looking for the next John, the next trick to buy her a stove, um, to buy her a washing machine. Um, they're nice. But, you know, when it comes down to women's nature, all women want security. All of us. Yeah. I don't care what nobody yeah, says. So that's part of oh, your feminine core to desire security. That is part of your feminine core. But to say that if we didn't 
care. We wouldn't police. I mean, I care. I want black men with black women and black women across the diaspora, wherever you find that black woman, even if it's in Brazil, if it's in an African country on the continent, wherever you find that black woman, I want to, I like, I enjoy seeing black men with black women. I believe in building black families. That's the cornerstone of black community. And that is one of the tenets in which I subscribe to as a conscious black woman. But like, let's not act like black men don't care too then because which I'll talk about every day, all day. Divestors, the divestors are divestors. We need to get it together because y'all care. So I do care. I care, but not to the extent that, you know, I, I, I don't have like a personal vested interest in what you do. You have the right to do what you want to do. If I see you walking down the street with a non-black woman, it's not going to bother me. It, it's not going to make a difference in my day. Like I'm not going to be impacted by that. And you know, so yeah, see a black man with a black woman, it's not gonna make you feel some type of way. No type of way, no, it, at all. You but sure? if you me, I mean, you're a conscious mad. black woman, so I think you would feel. Some it type doesn't. Way. You're I don't mad. feel no type of way. But you're not mad. You if look they ask me, hey, concrete. I'm stuck between this beautiful black goddess and this, you know, pale penguin. I'ma say go with the beautiful black goddess every time, but that's just me. But you're not asking me my my opinion. So I don't really, I mean, I care, but just to a certain extent, because what can I do? My advice to the passport bros, my my real advice. While you guys want to do your content and talk about your experiences, and I think you should have every right to talk about your experiences, okay. have some fucking to yourself, have some zhuzh, have some balls, have some, have some discretion to yourself. You don't have to talk about every time you didn't slept with a hoe and then you want to put the hoe on blast and say that this is what they all doing over here. Um, they all sucking dick from the back and we just love them and they just so nice. And after she sucked my dick from the back, she she give me some beans and some bright. Listen, y'all don't have to come on here and tell all y'all business. Y'all talk about a lot of um sexual terrorism, which I've seen quite a few times, seen quite a few times. And I think that you guys are not discreet enough. Um, I I got my, you know how your mom tell you she got your, edu she got her education. So she ain't worried about like, you, you gonna do what you're gonna do at school. Mm -hmm. I got my husband. I ain't trying to keep y'all over here, but, mm -hmm. um, Ray Charles could see that y'all fucking up. Ray Charles could see that. Um, Ray Charles could see that when Austin was put at the head in the face of y'all movement that y'all was fucking up. Um, first of all, he doesn't, you can memorize talking points, but really being able to get into those talking points and really be able to explain it. Like let's say an MOT, that's not what Austin was doing. And y'all put him as the face of y'all's movement. Um, Cause he's attractive and young. Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and he still has the voice of an old man. I don't have no issues with the I'm brother, but the man, the man sound like he about 95. He <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's oh. the it, it's the cadence of his <sighs> I get it. I, I get why. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you you be like, mm, I don't get it. Yeah. And then when they opened up their mouth, I was like, Yeah, the voice. I like an eloquent, smooth talking brother, baby. 
it for I get me. it because like my husband. When I every time I see him talk, I'd be like, he got that old man voice, and he like twenty two, but he sound like he about sixty nine, going on seventy. That's how Southern men sound to me, though. Not to like me. A lot of, um, lot of them, not all of them, except like city Southern men, but country Southern men, they do kind of have that draw. You know how they draw their words out. Man, Austin sound like he be like, well, I told you to go down. They draw their words out. And I listen fast, so I want you to hurry up and get it out. Listen, um, I'm from the South. I love Southern men. Mm But I understood. I understood why he would have to be a passport, bro. I got it. I got it. I got it to a a whole different... I I understood. So, um, yeah. Uh, Those Mississippi pimps sound like that. What you know about a Mississippi pimp? Y'all be talking shit. Y'all don't even know. Nothing about it. We even got no Mississippi pimps. Um, Shout out to Black Vulcan 21. He says, I have told these guys there is not anything wrong with going to another country to find a wife. But if you're going to trick, stay in the U.S. or go to Western countries. This is the thing. Most black, most men want to be able to say that they've slept with a dime before. Most men want to be able to go through their roster and say that they've slept with a certain type of woman. They've been able to bag a certain type of woman. Mm -hmm. They've been a player for, you know, they've been players with certain types of women. Most men want to go, want to be able to say that. We see the admiration that pimps get. We see the admiration that women, womanizers get. We get that. Um... So, you know, a lot of men understand and, and a lot of men understand that their value over here in the U.S. A lot of men understand that they will not be able to sleep with four or five dimes or women that they would consider dimes in a week in the U.S. They know that. Um, so I'm not tripping about a man going over there and even getting his rocks off. Mm-hmm. But then when people actually call it out and say, that's what y'all are going over there for. Um, and you're not really going over there to create and build families in, or a family structure. Y'all can't get mad when people say that about y'all because a lot of times this is the shit that y'all are putting out. And it is what it is. So, you know, I have no problem with y'all going over there. Get your rocks off. Do what y'all do. Yeah. But have some discretion about yourself. You ain't got to interview every prostitute that you didn't pay for, bro. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, a prostitute. Why they got like a little lit real quick, kind of? Uh oh. Let me tell you something. A used prostitute in a foreign country is better than a, an American black woman. A, a used up prostitute that had been in the business for 30 years in a foreign country that's worth a quarter bag of rice is still better than an American black woman any day of the week. So there's that's that. That's what they say. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but now when people get the word back and we're seeing articles and we're seeing that you guys are literally receiving death threats, <laughs> y'all will sit over here and talk shit to us. Address them death threats. Address mm. that. Mm-mm. Address they ain't what, gonna do it. Like address what's going on. Like, why are mm. these people coming at y'all? Like, address that. We don't get it. They yeah. ain't gonna do it. But anyways, uh, do we oh Shout out to Wolf in Beta Clothes. He says, my thing is, why is anyone concerned about D- a D they don't have anything to do with and what people chose to do with it who is associated with it? 
Um, um Wolf and Beta Coles. <laughs> Just like when your relationship business became public, I was concerned about your relationship business because it was public, mm. not because I sought it out, but because it was public and it was on a public platform oh. and people were talking about it. So when yours was public, I talked about yours for a little bit. Mm. Mine is public. People talk about my relationship all, all the time. People talk about concrete's relationship mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So we talk about things that are public. Um, we wouldn't talk about things that are private if they're private. That's we it. Get some super chat. But I do want to say to Wolf and Beta Close, um, this will be an interesting question to ask to all content creators in the space, because what we're doing is not unlike any other content creator. Um, the content creators in the space typically make the male content creators in the space male make content about black women all at any minute of the day that you log on to the app and you're in the black YouTube sector, you will see a male content creator making content about a black woman and her vagina that he is not associated with. So why is it that we're unique in the sense that we can't talk about black men and what they're doing because they're private areas aren't associated with us like y'all love to pick when to use these talking points and you use them at your discretion when you want to shut us up because we're saying something that you don't like and i call bullshit, bullshit. shout out to dmac the trucker sister george what's up with the beef stream listen <laughs> this is not even beef i'm ready no to get no no he was talking oh. about um the 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 no i thought about it i thought about it i thought about it for a good minute and when i noticed that he has a desire for attention mm -hmm. and that youtube is his life form like that gives him life and they think a lot of people will think that youtube should be your life and then you have to really consider what you have going on in real life versus what they have going on in real life and really have a thought process about that. Mm -hmm. I am, my career's thriving. My mm -hmm. husband's career's thriving. Yes. Um, I'm happily married. I'm not just married. I'm happily married. Um, my kids made the honorable girl. When I got Solomon's report card and his teacher was like, Solomon is the best motherfucking student on the face of the planet. She yeah. said it, not me. Go nephew. It, made, it, it really solidified that I'm really doing shit with my real life and my focus isn't here. My focus, you know, I, I love, I love, this is like the best hobby that I've ever had, mm -hmm. but um, my real life means a hell of a lot more than um, being successful on YouTube. So if you're successful on YouTube, kudos to you. And you may have the time to drive or even the it factor um, to volunteer to that. You may have that. Um, certain things we may not have and you know, it is what it is, but as long as I'm su successful in real life, um, that's the big thing to me. I thought about it. Um, it still may come. I I've been thinking about it though. Eh, 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 eh. So, yeah. Um, you ready Mr. to get George is the best version. Child, I already know. I, I already it. know. I you know, I've never had me and beg beg for my Keisha as much as you guys do, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna give you what you want. <laughs> mm -mm. But um, I'm ready to get off into this topic, child. Listen, because listen, I'm ready. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. 
grown men fantasizing about 18-year-old should be jailed, according to Bad Barbie. So Bad Barbie was on a podcast where she was being interviewed, and they talked about when she turned 18 and released photos on OnlyFans and the number of horny toes was waiting to see them pictures. And... um her response or reaction to it. And she was asked it like, I think like she was, she seemed to be creeped out by it. And the podcast host asked if she thought the men should be jailed. And she said, yes, that, you know, grown men waiting who were, you know, clamoring, chomping at the bit, waiting for 1201. Like, Oh shoot. We about to see somebody. We about to see the Lord um, should be thrown in jail. Because as we all know, for you who, for all of you who are not familiar, Bad Baby is Cash Me Outside. So yeah, Cash Me Outside. You got a clip to play? How about that? I do. I do have a clip. So I want us to take a look at this real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, let's go. In the night you turned 18, you registered to vote? No, huh? Huh? (laughs) That's not what I touched Oh, you thought I was going to say join the military. No, I was going to say is when I joined OnlyFans. You joined OnlyFans the night you turned 18? I think so, yeah. And people subscribed right away? Yeah. Should they be in jail? Yeah. And what what do you do on OnlyFans? I don't know. It's a surprise. What's going on, YouTube? It's your voice. Just walk back to Um, So y'all yeah. have it from the horse's mouth. She said y'all ass need to be locked up for subscribing to her mm. OnlyFans when she turned 18. Well, let me um, just say this real quick, Danny. Hold on. Yeah. For, like for y'all, because I wouldn't know who she was if the, like, okay, Bad Barbie. I'm sorry, not Bad Baby. Bad Barbie is the Cash Me Outside girl. So the girl who was on Dr. Phil's show when she was 13 that was acting a fool and her mom brought her on Dr. Phil to get help because she was cutting up so bad and she was like trying to fight the audience and told them to catch her outside. So she rose to fame from that and became a culture vulture and started rapping, sleeping with a bunch of rappers before 18 and all the things. And that's kind of how she she made an album and a record and all the things. And that's how she got her name, just so you know. But go ahead, Dan. Um, So she was interviewed on a podcast. You guys saw the man ask her, you know, what, what happened when she turned 18? No, she didn't go vote. No, she didn't join the military. No, homegirl went and made her an OnlyFans account. Um, when he asked her about men signing up to those OnlyFans account um, when she turned 18, and he asked, should they be in jail? She agreed that they should be in jail. And Concrete and I kind of went back and forth on these topics. Y'all know that I think um, children can be predatory. I've said it. Um, I understand what may lead to their predatory behavior, but y'all know that I've gone through the ringer with this. I wasn't even sure if we should do this as a topic because of all the things that I've gone through before. We're talking about um, things that children or young adults do um, when it comes down to their sexuality. My question was, when she turned 18 and she started up those that OnlyFans account and she's garnered over $50 million, not $50, not $50,000, no, yeah. over $50 million, $50 million. 
Um, what was interesting to me is that she's garnered all of this money and then she's saying that you guys should be in jail for fantasizing about her. Um, it brought up so many questions. My One of my questions was, well, did you understand what your viewership was going to be when you did your OnlyFans account? So then it brought me to a thought process of things that we know that we do for attention. Even when it comes down to young women, young girls, what we do for attention. Um, it made me think about the over-sexualization of our children, especially our girls. Um, you'll hear a lot of moms say, well, the men shouldn't be looking. It should be up to a man's description. You know, it should be on the man. And a lot of those things that I, I do understand, but we don't necessarily talk about the actions that young women take to elicit these things. We don't talk about that. And we don't talk about it in a healthy way. We talk about it from the standpoint of the men shouldn't be looking, end of story, yada, yada, yada. I got you. I got you. I got you. I promise you. I got I got you. The men shouldn't be looking. Got you. But when it comes down to our children exhibiting certain behaviors and we've co-signed a lot of this shit, then where does it, how does it look for us as a society when we've co-signed a lot of these things when you see a girl in these prom dresses the girl is 18 but she looked like she about 35 she got a split all the way up to her coup um she's got her tits out um she's trying to be seductive y'all will say people shouldn't look at her because they should have the mentality that these are children um people don't look at body parts and put an age on it if you guys see a big butt and then it turns around and it's a trans transgender man, you saw the big butt first. You didn't see the transgender man first. Um, <sighs> girl, I told you I ain't want to talk about this because I, I yeah. felt like it's gonna have to get too real. And these are things that society wants to ignore. Mm. And we're scared. We're really scared to have these conversations out loud. Um, for one, I think it it exposes a lot of us. It exposes a lot of us. So, you know, it's one of the reasons why I didn't want to talk about it. But I want to know what you um, Okay, so I have a different take. I think it's one thing to say all that you just said, but like this is someone who has a public platform. This is someone who who we do know her age. This is someone who people are well aware of how old she is. And I'm sorry, but it's difficult for me to believe that you you know, you waited to have a fantasy to fantasize until oh it's 1201 it's okay to, for me to fantasize about her now um and i think that it's similar to i remember being a teenager and i remember being 13 and grown me and saying they can't wait till i turn 18. like i remember being told that type of stuff and i do think that those types of comments are predatory um i think that you're sexualizing your having sexual fantasies about me at 13 like literally being as young as 13 and you know more comments will follow you know 
similar in nature. Um, you better let me know when your birthday is. I can't wait when I see you graduating that, you know, you, you filling out like things like that. And of course she's on the internet. So people like, well, the pe it could be the people who met, um, signed up for her OnlyFans were the people who were following her and were her following and waiting and watching and making comments like, ooh, you know, saying she was attractive or making comments alluding to sex. Who knows? Um, I don't take onus off of her. I think at 18, she is an adult, but I do want to keep in mind that your reasoning still isn't fully developed until you're 25. I do think that she is, she commodified herself uh, prior to being 18 um, at a very young age and put it out there. And clearly this is somebody who had no guidance. Her mama couldn't control her. She didn't have no guidance. She was getting rappers names tattooed on her before she was even of age, she clearly has always been off the chain. Um, but I think that for an adult male, someone whose reasoning is developed, someone who does have judgment, does have, you know, intact reasoning and all the things, and I would expect them to make more logical, sound decision. Legally, there's nothing legally there's nothing wrong with a 56-year-old man signing up to watch the OnlyFans of an 18-year-old girl. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think people question or come into question and what this guy was trying to kind of leading her was like the men who literally have been watching her, watching and waiting. I think that there's something to say and that's kind of like some predators do lay in wait and maybe because and, and technically like you're not acting on your impulse so you're not doing anything illegal like maybe you are like well I'm gonna wait till she turn 18 before I get to see a little bit of that but then you know if she was permitted to or if there was a um, you know something on the dark web where she was able to um, show something before she was 18 would you have watched um, you know who knows only you but um, I think you know, it's interesting that she said that they should be jailed, but at the same time, that's not going to stop her from commodifying herself, using her body as um, a means to gain monetary, um, you know, to get monetary gain. And, and um, I'm certain that she'll continue doing it, doing it. It seems quite profitable for her. So I don't know. I, I guess I just look at it a little bit slightly different. Do you think that... First, shout out to M Mills 36. Good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for your super chat. Um, somebody in a comment said that she was monetizing their perversion. And mm. it made me think about, okay, most of us wouldn't be comfortable with our 18-year-old being um, looked at in a certain way, especially by men that are not within her age range. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying if the man is 40, 50 years old, most of us would not be comfortable with a 40, 50 year old man looking at our 18 year olds. It's just what it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you think she should give the money back? Do you think she was complicit in inviting the perversion? Um, absolutely complicit in inviting the perversion. Um, I don't think that she should give the money back. Um, she's not asking for them to be jailed or looked into or investigated. She gave her opinion on the matter. Um, I don't think that that's something that warrants her giving the money back. They can't take back their views. They can't take back. They already got their looks, their peaks, their private shows. So no, I don't think she should give the money back. Um, interesting. Do you think only 
this like a, a a thing for prostitution because you if you keep it a bug it's a part of sex work um yeah, sex work is. does not have a good connotation to it when you mm -hmm. think about sex work you think about the hookers at the point you think about bitches busting bottles and getting john we think about the worst things when when it comes down to sex work mm -hmm. um is there any advantages for her doing this is there anything that's advantageous to her yeah the monetary gain and i think that people will sell their soul for money and that's sad and it shows that she has no guidance she literally we knew five six years ago that this girl had no guidance and she was troubled but like to say that like i don't feel like me as an adult woman of a certain age when i understand that you are a troubled person and i knew that and i've seen it and i've seen the signs of it like i'm an adult i'm the reasonable person i'm the one of sound mind of second you know that's making sound decisions i'm not going to feed into that i'm not going to then you know pay you to act a fool because i know you you are like i saw uh, two examples real quick i saw these guys one day um there was a guy he was uh i saw it on youtube he was a bum and he would do tricks for money and literally a guy told him he would give him 20 dollars if he could do like a backflip off of something or something and he did it and he broke his freaking neck and they literally let him lay there because they like man get up you are right, da, 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 da. like stuff like that you know that this person is suffering in addiction this person suffers from some sort of disease and defect and you're going to feed into that by daring them by you know having them do something that is dangerous and you know like i don't like stuff like that so that's the same thing as jada pinkett smith with august alcina you know someone has issues you know like literally their reasoning like and it would be the same thing with britney spears anybody else that we know we've watched there's evidence of this person having poor judgment and some sort of issue i don't i don't i think it's up to us as the responsible public to not feed into that but at the same time she's extremely complicit because she is monetizing it she is marketing herself but i also wanted to say really quickly I know that this isn't something that started with her where men were looking at her fantasizing about her wanting to sexualize her when she got 18. for her to be able to make that amount of money in such a short period of time soon as she turned 18 baby they were waiting at the door lined up let me tell you something i have a daughter who has a very small frame like um bad barbie um she's um probably smaller than her. She's really tiny girl, but um, for her to be tiny, she has her little curves. And she was 15 and my kids were on the same plan. We were, you know, on Verizon. I could see everything my kids were doing. And right. I used to have to ward off men that would jump in her inbox and say they would um, pay her for pictures and stuff like that. And I'm talking about like I, I don't play about my kids like even as adults today if my kids post something that i feel like is revealing i'll be like no take that picture off of there and they listen my kid my kids will be like okay like so that she wasn't posting and i mean she's small so she would have her little you know a little crop t-shirt with jeans and stuff like that but she wasn't right. hiding her figure but nothing where her butt is showing and stuff like that but literally i know what type of predators are out there and how that works so I think that it's just very different for men of sound mind and we like we can we let's not ignore the fact that we know that we live in a world full of predators like they want to they want to legalize nambla and all this kind of creepy freaky men and women 
Yeah, no, yeah. Predators don't have a gender. Men and women. Predators don't have a gender. It could right. be men and women. And there's probably women on her OnlyFans too. Predators don't have a gender. But you know, I need to put it, you know, specifically what I'm talking about, right. who was in my daughter's inbox were men, but predators don't have a gender. So yeah, I just want to not ignore the fact that not to say everybody watching her OnlyFans is a predator and there may be people within her age group or even maybe grown men who just may be like, dang, okay, she got an OnlyFans. Let me see what she working with. She done had her body enhanced and all of these things. And that does not necessarily make them a predator. Not everybody watching her OnlyFans is a predator, is a bad person. None of them might not be, but I think, you know, a person that was looking, lurking, watching, just like I felt at 13. Now, in hindsight, when I look back on it, the men that were saying, I can't wait till you turn 18. Ooh, you filling out, da 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 da. Those are predators. It's so interesting when we talk about it from the aspect of being a young girl and actually going through those experiences, because I also went through those experiences when I was young. I was very shapely as a young girl mm -hmm. and I had grown men hitting on me um, as a young girl. So to, I, I definitely take that into consideration. But the moment she turned 18, she was mm -hmm. 17 yesterday. She's 18 today. And you have men lining up, um, liking pictures. You ever go to a young, go to a young celebrity, a young female celebrity, and look at all the grown men that are following their pages, commenting mm -hmm. on them, um, telling them how pretty they are, telling them whatever, whatever. And then you really think about it. Do you think society is really honest about its own predatory behavior? Because I don't think society is necessarily honest about it. I think that um, you have shit to me that's called like soft predatory behavior. Like her starting an OnlyFans only account and you have men that are 40 and 50 years old looking at her OnlyFans account. While it is legal, it is legal to me, it's amoral. Um, it brought me back up to um, the shit that's going on with Andrew Tate, the mm -hmm. ages of consent. Um, Andrew Tate said out of his own mouth that he would, um, a girl told him that she was 16 years old and he told her he didn't give a fuck. Oh. Out of his own mouth. Not wow. anything that I read, not anything that I thought about, but out of his own mouth. Um, a woman told a, a young lady told him that she was 16 years old and he said he didn't care. And I'm looking at society and I'm thinking about society in total. Society does not give a fuck. That's the thing. I agree. And I can just judging off the comments. I think that that's apparent. Um, I think that you don't understand what it is to be over sexualized unless you've been over sexualized. Um, I think, or you've watched somebody or, you know, it's happened to somebody close to you. Um, you don't understand what it is. I think I see a lot of downplaying and not to say, like, I truly don't believe that everybody who like, I mean, and, you know, someone said like, who know like the demographics of the people, old people, men might not know who she is, this, that, and the other, um, um, you know, they may or may not, I don't know what the makeup um, is of the men on her OnlyFans. But to be completely honest, I don't surmise that a lot of 18-year-olds are signed up for her OnlyFans. Like, I, I would think that they would be older than that. I don't know what the average age of the users on OnlyFans are. However, um, 
I do want to highlight the fact that, like, I don't believe that every person who, you know, came across her OnlyFans and thought she was attractive, like, I, I'm not one of those people who feels like porn is so dirty and disgusting. I think it's fantasy. Fantasy is very natural, very healthy. Um, I encourage it for some of y'all. <laughs> y'all might need to fantasize a little bit. But um, I think that, so I don't believe, I'm not judging the men who are watching her. I'm simply, and I, I guess this is probably me speaking for personal experience. I'm talking about men who lay in wait watching, you know, you're way older. And yeah, you're wanting to do it the legal way. But what are law? What I like, like tip, there was a time when you didn't have to wait till someone was 18. There was no legal age of consent. Like, and that's the only thing that's keeping you in check. Like, like that's the only thing. That's your only guide. Um, for me, that's not like the laws. Um, laws are secondary for me. My moral compass is what keeps me in check. Like my moral compass comes before laws because not only are laws secondary, I don't agree with all laws. Laws are man-made. We are living in white man's fantasy. What they created in their mind, the world, the idea utopia that they want us to live in. We're living in a Sims inside of someone's uh, mind. So I don't subscribe to every law. Like my moral compass is what keeps me in check with or without a law. So, um, you know, I, I feel like a person that just, yeah, and good for you, you wanted to do it the legal way. Men that are predators, men that are creepy, deep down, you know what it is. Like, I don't have to tell you that you got a problem. But again, we're going back to her beliefs, her beliefs regarding the men who were watching her. I don't think there's anything wrong with watching her. She's putting it out there. She wants to get paid off of it. But but to me, you can't, you can't call people, you can't point at people and say they're predators or you feel some type of way or you feel they should be jailed because that wasn't her word. She didn't call anybody a predator, right? but she did say that they should be jailed. And so I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, you're complicit as fuck. If you're talking about who should be in jail while all the time you taking it off and doing whatever Mm -hmm. for, for the, for the fans. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here like, you would be the equivalent of the woman who got Emmett Till uh, killed. You would be that equivalent to me. And people may say that I'm taking that shit too far. But if you really think about the thought process, you have men that have never touched you, have never seen you in real life, have signed up to pay you to see something that you put out there that you exposed. And then you say that they should be in jail while still reaping the benefits of what they've given you. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that makes it complicit. To me, she does not the quote unquote innocent girl. Um, It's not an innocence thing. It's not like her innocence was stolen. Mm -hmm. And then when you talked about morals and the law and that your morals actually come before the law, Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think if we did not have certain laws in place, there ain't no telling what the hell would be going on with society Mm -hmm. if they didn't have laws in place. Um, I've seen men who, and I'm I'm specifically saying men right now because black women are the white women when it comes down to sexual, uh, being sexual predators, everybody ignores the black woman in that aspect. But then when it comes down to men being predatory um, and the law, a lot of men would do shit outside. If, if it wasn't a law there, a lot of them would, would be in it. 
quote unquote. I don't even know how to express mm. that without coming across as like hella offensive. That's not my goal, but <laughs> I, you know, I think that um, first off, I, I want to say like I'm not claiming that she's innocent. I'm claiming that she's troubled. Um, and I think we've seen evidence of that over five, six years Thanks. of her being in the public eye. Thanks. She's troubled. Um, and hopefully, you know, she learns from her and she grows. But I found it interesting, the analogy that you drew regarding the Emmett Till thing. And what it made me think about is someone who does something and regrets it later. So then they cry foul. And it is akin to that um, because you're profiting from it, you're benefiting from it. But also I didn't see the entire interview and I don't know why he asked that question. Like, was he leading her? Had they had why? a conversation? Like, because he asked that. She didn't say anything. She was very awkward. She was like a typical 18 year old. And, so, and I highlighted DMAX co comment for a, a reason because he said she seems very immature and like a child. Exactly. She is a child. And my husband always says that he says, like, when men say they didn't know someone's age, if a man says I didn't like a 24 year old man, a 20 plus year old man says he met a 14 year old and he knows she was 14. Like you can typically tell when somebody is underage, like a lot of men, I've heard them say, I never watched that R. Kelly video, but that you could tell that that was a little girl, like little girls and grown women carry themselves quite differently. And typically with their demeanor, with their behavior, they're like, you could tell like she young as heck you may not know her exact age but she acted like i would expect an 18 year old to act she seemed uncomfortable she was not articulate you know all the things that i would expect from an 18 year old so um yeah i, I just uh you know what what's bothersome about this shit to me if she was 17 and she happens to come across a 24 year old that she would like her behavior suggests that she would go mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be a thing. What I'm trying to figure out is what the hell was going on with bad Barbie's parents. Where the fuck are her parents? Um, yeah. um, we haven't seen any parental guidance, anybody really saying anything. Everybody got in a corner and shut the fuck up. As soon as those checks start rolling in yeah. for her to become a millionaire and not even like a low millionaire, Homegirl made $50 million fucking dollars. $50 million. Exactly. The thing is, though, first off, um, oh, I did look up the average age of users on OnlyFans. It's 35 to 44. So Ooh. just so you know, it's grown men. But that's the average age. But also bad baby um she she's dated grown rappers um she dated nba young boy who's six years older than her like and got his name tatted on her she's dated grown rappers so she don't have a problem with an age gap you know like per se i guess it's you know because she wanted you know it was somebody she was attracted to but again I, she's commodifying herself she she benefiting from this completely yeah um, shout out to one Titans. Um, he says most porn stars start porn when they turn 18. So let's stop the nonsense. And we are not, we're definitely not saying that that's right. Um, but yeah, this it's was her comment that grown men fantasizing about 18 year olds should be jailed. I don't think that a grown man fantasizing about an 18 year, and that's what she alluded to, should be jailed. Like neither one of us are up here um, saying that we agree with that. That's simply the topic of the show that was derived from something that she said. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nuradine. 
Thank you, Nerdine. He says, also, Sister George and C. Rose, about the passport bros that have their sons, check out the YouTuber vibing with Run. We're young high, we're young high school boys, or where high, young high school boys are yelling out passport bros at a basketball. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, shout out to too school too cool for school um he says 16 is legal in 30 states 15 in most europe which then when it comes down to age of consent laws oh my gosh um the fact that people you know you sleeping with somebody too young for you when you have to worry about the age of consent and that's my thoughts on that <laughs> i don't have anything on it i, I really don't um yeah i i don't have a lot on it uh, not a lot that i can really talk about and really get off into because it's it's tumultuous it's chaotic um and it's a sore spot for me so yeah you know and when i think about it i'm just sitting up here trying to think because real talk when i was 18 i was already a mom but there was nothing that i could do in the bedroom that would be really enticing because I didn't know what I, I was a kid like super inexperienced super man listen so like I don't even know what's the allure because typically unless you're coached and you have a professional show, I mean maybe I don't know these young girls these days they, they drinking stuff and stuff that I never even heard of so maybe they know something that I don't but I would think that they wouldn't even there would be no allure because what you a kid but and i'm gonna highlight a comment in just a second um shout out to m mills 36 thank you so much he says a lot of us young boys 17 um under dealt with older i'm just saying um thank you so much for that this oh so boy 17 and under dealt with older I oh think got you got you got you yeah that's true that's true very true um, shout out to UFO Kamikaze, and I'm gonna go back and read those super chats that I missed. But he said, underage girls fantasize about adult men the same way underage boys fantasize about adult women. It's a it's the man's or woman's responsibility to possess the moral character to do what's right. When you said that UFO Kamikaze, that's got to be the comment of the day. Most of us as women want to believe yes. that men are just, it's just the men that are being predatory. Girls don't have these thought processes. Um, when you talk about high school girls going after their teachers, this is that in the third. Of course, it is definitely the adult's res responsibility in that. But we don't talk about our children having certain thought processes. We as a, a culture, especially black culture, I still know of parents who won't talk to their teenage children about sex, about fantasy, about when you come in, when you hit puberty and you start to have urges. We don't talk to our children about that because we would still like to keep our kids as kids and say that our kids would never, our kids won't ever do this, that, and the third when it's so far from the fucking truth. That's exactly what happens. Mm. You do have a thought process when you get to a certain age. Sometimes, not even when you get to a certain age, sometimes those thought processes are premature. 
but it's us as a society that don't want to talk to our children about it. We don't give our children a game about it. And then when shit comes out, everybody wants to act surprised when we're actually afraid to breach the, the subject. Your 13-year-old, <laughs> your 13-year-old is definitely thinking about sex. Your 13-year-old is talking about sex. Your 13-year-olds are, Absolutely. listen, and like I said, most of us as adults don't want to think of our children thinking in that manner because things have been kind of embedded into us. Well, you shouldn't have sex on your mind. You're 13 years old. When I was 13, knowing damn well when they was 13, they had the same thought processes, but we'll sit there in front to our kids. When I was 13, I never thought about that. Oh, my head was in the books. Your head should be stuck in a book. You should, you should be worried about playing and doing your chores. You shouldn't have this thought process, but it's so far from the truth when everybody has experienced it. Everybody has experienced it at one point. Yeah. I, I think I you made wanted, a hell of a point there. I wanted to say real quick, Omar Ali, I was not talking about, I don't understand the allure of a beautiful woman. Like, or, like did you not hear what I said? Y'all intentionally, y'all be intentionally obtuse. I said, I don't understand how like what the sexual allure of an inexperienced person would be if you're watching her activities like she's going to come off as inexperienced like come on now don't don't do that yeah um jason was 16 years old with a 23 year old most womanizers that I've ever came across generally have lost their virginity to a much older woman at a young age. Um, the same thing when you come across a lot of sex workers, depending on how deep the sex work is, a lot of them have had issues to where they were touched at some point. Um, so, yeah, I don't think anybody has any issues with people being attracted to um no, nah, we do have issues with you being attracted to what 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 are considered children. Yeah, we all do, but um, we don't really talk about it in the way that it needs to be talked about. And you know, um, I think we're kind of doing ourselves an injustice. Uh, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says, and fifteen on average around the globe talking about the sexual consent. Um, and a lot of countries i've heard of countries having the sexual uh the age of consent at 12. I, i've heard of a few countries uh have have it at 12. um we've seen Lil boosie who was public about getting his son who was still very much so a minor having his uh penis sucked by a grown-ass woman no no and i'm not even gonna say that because i'm put i'm humanizing it um, he had his child sexually molested when his child was a young boy. So um, I was 11 with a 27-year-old. Those were fun days, not going to lie. What 11 with what? a 27-year-old, you're a victim. You're a victim. <laughs> Even know what to say you were a victim you were a victim and that 27 year old should be in jail you were a victim 
Well, yes, technically, but so then let, let's really talk about it. What goes into a thought process and how you feel about women later on down the line when somebody has touched you that early? Um, when somebody has victimized you that early? You were 11, that was a 27 year old. And while you got your rocks off, we don't talk about the psychological effects of that. We don't really talk about the real victim, like you being the real victim. We don't talk about like how you feel toward women, um, your thought processes toward women, um, your thought process toward older women, your thought process about leaving. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, that's deep. That's real deep. And um, shout out to Jessica. She said that some of you guys have got to stop glamorizing female pedophilia. She is absolutely right. Um, Kit Clouds, the fact that you were 15, you were 15 with a 34-year-old. A 15 with a 34-year-old. Um you know, you got some people, um, Anthony, you're saying that he's trolling. No, these are actually real life situations that have actually happened. And these are things that we don't really talk about. That is fucking sick. That is fucking sick. You think about a bitch that has to be 34 years old or a 27 year old bitch getting with your 11 year old. And I know you, a lot of you guys don't have kids. I can't even imagine, like, I can't eat, like, the thought process doesn't form in my brain because I know, I know I would be in jail. Like, I know I would be in jail for... That's the thing. And people feel like because it's a woman, it's not as bad. But I think the thing is, we've created a culture of men who don't see it as problematic because it's like, you get cool points. But girls, too. If they're attracted to the guy, um, you know, they ain't going to report it. They don't find it creepy because it's somebody that they see as experienced. They seem older, so they're attracted to him. So they don't find a, a problem with it, you know? You are absolutely right. And a lot of people don't see, um, especially when it comes down to men, men, and we've had this conversation before, and they said that that was a situation that we needed to leave alone, but we're not talking about the psychological effects of that. We're not talking about the sexual issues that come from that. Um, honey, and a lot of y'all do go through sexual issues when you've been touched too early. It is what the fuck it is. That's a truth. Oh, honey, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. Like that just kind of took me, um, that kind of took me there. Um, shout out to MGTOW universe again. He said, well, let's jump down the black pill abyss. I'm glad for the experience. And I'd rather be taught by an older woman than trying to figure it out later as a teen. See? I love it and don't See? regret it one bit. Listen, then you're an advocate for then you're an advocate for predators. 
Because You're an advocate for predators. Now, this is part of the problem because as like I get as a young man feeling like, oh, I don't see anything wrong with it. But now as an adult, like you should be using your reasoning and be able to see that what was done to you was predatory and was wrong. But I always wonder if like when people have kids, if they'll see the difference, because typically I'll hear men like, nah, if somebody did that to my son, my young son, they understand that it's crossing the line and that, you know, they ain't having it. I'm and hell nah, I won't go to I won't wasn't gonna wasn't going to tell my mother she would have killed us, killed both of us. Um that lady that assaulted you definitely deserved her ass whooped. And you talk about going through things as a teen and being taught um something different down the line. You being taught by an older woman versus you going through an experience with somebody else who was going through the same experience versus somebody preying on you. Um, yeah, and then when you when it really comes down to sex, when it comes down to sex, how much did she really fucking teach you, especially if it didn't yield you a family? It didn't yield you another dollar in your pocket. It didn't yield you the best woman that you wanted. What, she was what, just teaching him how to pleasure a woman. So that's oftentimes what you see. But the thing is. Girl, that literally made me sick to my stomach. Like I'm sick. I'm physically sick. Like, oh my gosh. You know what? Why is it that men find it to be like a some men, some men find it to be a source of pride when their son gets his first or his first <laughs> like why is it that men some men find that to be like a, a good like father dad father son moment it's kind of like yeah my boy I, you know like what is it about that that gives you pride like as a mom I certainly wasn't proud when either of my daughters talked to me about if your you know, daughter came to you and said that she lost her virginity to a 27 year old man at 11. I assure you somebody getting fucked up. Yeah, I assure you. Um, Mick tell you. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. And I got a story about this too. A loop dancer gave top to a 14 year old at one of his events. Chicks do these things cause they never feel like they should be judged or face consequences. When I was a teen, I had to be about 13, 14. R. Kelly came to Mississippi with Luke. I was the biggest R. Kelly fan, but Luke had some hits. My mom took me to the concert. Um, one of my classmates went up on stage and was getting her coup ape from another woman at this concert. And my mom was like, oh, hell no, nah, we have got to fucking go. Oh, my God. And I was sitting there in a state of shock because this was actually one of my classmates that this was happening with. And even at um, 14, 13, 14 years old, I'm like. Nobody said the crowd cheered on. It was nothing to be said. And I'm sitting here. I don't. We talk about going to hell in a handbasket. Listen, 
We're going to hell. Ain't no basket. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Express train. But I did want to ask you, um, Antisocial Socialite podcast said beta male conditioning. And I'm assuming that that was in reference to like the question about like men, you know, shouldn't find pride in, you know, sex with older women or find pride in their son having sex with older women. Like, do you find that to be an alpha thing? The alphas want to know that they son went out and knocked it down. Yes, pops want to know. Yeah, my boy, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, because if you're talking about womanizers, mm-hmm. if you're talking about womanizers, womanizers tend to be viewed as the alpha men in our society. Not because mm-hmm. I said so, but this is the way society tends to view what an alpha is and generally we've seen people big up guys who are able to womanize Mm -hmm. generally womanizers have been fucked with when they were young and very young most of the ones that i've talked to and i've talked to a lot i've talked to Mm -hmm. a lot um said that they've experienced they've had these experiences at a young age by the hands of of an older woman and it's not a thought process that they think about there there's nothing that they attribute to their problems with women, um, but saying that the women are bad people at a certain point because women do A, B, C, D, women are whores, women da, 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 da. But they don't really talk about their own pathology when it comes down to um, being molested. Mm-hmm. And you guys will sit here and talk about um, a lot of things that women do. But if you're not penalizing them for doing these types of things, which mm-hmm. actually cause um, more problems at a ground level, and these are like unseen problems that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you're being fucked with by a 27-year-old at 11, you had a good time, but you don't know what issues that cause that these things cause you. Because a lot of times when we go through traumas, what happens? We tend to put the traumas back in the back of our head. We don't think about them. We don't take time to process the effects of that. Mm-hmm. We just take the shit and put it in the back of our heads. Then later on down the line, when shit starts to play out and you you may have to end up in therapy and you're having to go back through these things, then these That's things actually up. resurface. But yep. you don't really get down to the heart of the problems that you really are going through because you're saying that you had a good time and that was the end all be all. Yes. But, and you you're just saying that it was a good time like oh i went to disney world it's uh-huh. not the thing it's not I the saw, thing at all i saw a man who uh had therapy who was talking about like how therapy helped him black man from the hood you know young guy and he was talking about his sexual addiction and how he had discovered it and when he discovered that it came from being introduced to sex at such a young age that by like um, babysitters or women in the neighborhood who were much older than him like two women or something like that i think it was babysitters um but they were like than him and stuff and like he was nine years old so they started you know touching him and then it led to other things and he didn't recognize it till later in therapy like you may think oh yeah it's cool it didn't bother me i got my rocks off i was young hitting but you don't even realize that it might be the source of some of your trauma some of your issues some of the things that you can't figure out why you do certain things or why you can't stay in a committed relationship or why you're having certain issues and it might tie back to being introduced to sex at a young age 
by someone who assaulted you. Girl, you said a word. Um, shout out to MGTOW again. Thank you so much. He says, I got stories, but I will get kicked off YouTube if I said it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sick. I'm I'm literally like physically sick for you right now because mm -hmm. I don't feel like you were protected in the way that you needed to be protected at that time. And while you don't feel like it was a bad thing, yeah, it was a, a it it, we would it, never ever ever look at a girl mm -hmm. that has dealt with a fucking 27 yeah. year old and look at the bright side of things we will never have a thought process like that ever of course and um black wizard i'm not saying everyone is affected by that uh, i'm saying that it could be um i i, I don't speak in absolutes so I've never said that everybody is affected by having had sex too early, but I said it could be. So if you have some unresolved trauma or something that, you know, um, you are suffering from or suffering with, that could be one of the things or something to look into. Um, only, you know, a mental health professional will be able to tell you that. Of course, that's not going to apply to everyone. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. Um, he says, I think he's saying he doesn't mind it for him. It's sad. I wouldn't want it for my boy, but don't make him an but it doesn't make him an advocate, though. He's not saying that. Um, the fact that he does not see the real issue surrounding that. Like, and that's the thing, because even you like that, I, I find that to be problematic. Like, I have to say this. Okay. It is. So, yeah, like Black Wizard. Let's let's say he doesn't see that as a problem. So if you don't see that as a like, oh no, let, no. Let's say he did enjoy it, and he does not feel it led to any issues with him. Like he came out unscathed. Like, are you okay with that happen? Like an another young boy being you know taking that risk like it's important for you to even if you say hey i enjoyed it it didn't bother me but i still see that as predatory behavior because it could have went in a whole nother way and it, da, 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 da. even if it couldn't have went in a, like just still being able to acknowledge that he was preyed upon that he was assaulted like he, like you have to be able to acknowledge that to connect that if not for your own protection for future protection of you know other people like it's important for us as a group as a society like we got to start calling a thing a thing do you know how many uncles have been protected in black families how many like Ooh. aunts i'm sure that have been protected because somebody didn't see a problem with them assaulting a child because they got their rocks off and they enjoyed it we got to stop doing that sh like seriously we have to start saying this is wrong we got to call it out Uncle Johnny is a, a predator. Aunt Bev is a predator. Call it out. Like, let's stop doing that. That's why this is continually happening and it becomes cyclical and, and generation after generation. It's like, don't leave Uncle Johnny with the grandkids. Don't leave them kids with Uncle Johnny. You know kids can't stay with him. Why Uncle Johnny's still allowed around? I mean, come on. Shout out to you again, MGTOW. He says, anyone remember that movie Blank Check? We wanted to be that kid so bad, but today it seems creepy as fuck. Um, yes, it, but look at this. Look at this. I would wish I was wow. a victim. Shit. Wow. 
See, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why this is why it's so hard. Like, we're not even on the same page about it. And this is why it's so difficult for us to, you know, like we don't call it out. There's no shame surrounding it. We let predators stay in the family, come around us. Like, no, you know, like there's never, you know, we don't press charges oftentimes. We sleep it under the rug. Um, you know, with, with the kids go over mama house and we know Uncle Johnny live in the back room at mama house. So we ask the kids, did Uncle Johnny touch you when you was over there? Like, why in the hell are we subjecting her? Baby, look, look, this is what we talk about, about breaking generational curses. It starts with like words have power and have meaning. So being able to acknowledge and call a thing a thing is extremely important. Um. Shout out to DJ Batman. He says Austin Hollerman was watching porn <laughs> at six. No, but this is the thing. So Austin Hollerman went on Jason Black's channel mm -hmm. and they had an interview and Austin was talking about watching this at six. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have ever Googled the effects of uh, prawn go google the effects of that shit long term google the effects of it that it really has on your psyche and on your brain a mm. lot of y'all just kind of want to go in and y'all been watching too many of them damn movies y'all um have seen things that are not really really happening in the real world mm. y'all don't get that the is becoming more violent more it's a lot of things um, a lot of things and then i'm not going to necessarily associate that shit with all six. things good at six how do you even know like that's what i'm saying at six years old how do you even know what sex is like how do you know six. no no i'm gonna keep it a buck i'm gonna keep it a buck at six i knew six, I I six I years old i knew i may not have understood all the dealings of but at six years old dirty movies let's say a dirty movie was hitting somewhere and i said like at seven i think i I discovered my first one in the, around the house i think I, I discovered my first one at like nine at about nine but not so, at six like that's um preschool like i mean yeah, the kindergarten um the like thing six. is we don't talk about how we go looking for things at a young age so at a young age i was all up in my mama's business to see what she had going on, especially if I seen something that wasn't where the rest of things were. Well, what's this? Let me see. Exactly. If you was watching HBO, and do you remember when you had HBO had the squiggly lines? If yeah, you went my mama like would be that, to close your eyes. My, we had to close our eyes. Yeah, but you still know what a sound sounds like. And yeah. my little nasty self. <laughs> but that's the I'll thing have my eyes open like this. you understand what you're highlighting and that's what i was going to say even at nine um i had been exposed to sex not me personally but right. i had been exposed to sex things like the thing is it doesn't come out of nowhere you're exposed to it first for you to know what it is like at nine i had been exposed to it i accidentally walked in <laughs> so yeah. you know and i was like oh curious like so that's what i'm saying like exposure to it leads to questions and leads to you searching and wanting to know 
And that's when, especially people, parents find it uncomfortable. I've seen TikToks where parents are like, oh, my kids walked in on me. I'm so embarrassed. I'm just hiding the next day. I'm going to fix them a full breakfast because I don't want to have the conversation. That's when you need it. That's when it's imperative. It's too late by that point, but you better have that conversation if they've seen something. And don't try to, oh, mommy fell asleep on daddy's lap and he was laying on the couch. No, you need to have a conversation on their level to where they can understand. You don't have to be disgusting and vulgar and use, you know, the proper terms and break it down for them. But you need to have a conversation with your children. Let me ask you a good question. If your six-year-old did walk in on you doing something like that in the house, and they went back and reported it to the school, do you think the parents should be charged with exposing their child to that type of behavior? No. Um, that's a natural act. Um, that's a natural act between husband and wife. Um, hopefully you would have a conversation with your child before they go to school and, you know, explain to them, you know, mommy and daddy are adults and, you know, adults um, have private time, like explain it to them on a level that they can understand, but um, absolutely not. You know, preschool teachers and teachers talk about the fact that y'all kids tell all they be all y'all business and they be hearing the craziest. They be coming. Sometimes they'll film themselves, but they won't show the kids face. And they'd be like, mommy had to take her tampon out this morning. Like they be telling it. Like, I'm talking about just the most intimate details. Like, why do they even know that? Like, goddamn. But yeah, they tell everything. And these yeah. guys, like, they just ignore it or redirect. Yeah. Um, Sister George, do you have an issue surrounding the film Antoine Fisher? Yeah. Um, when we were talking earlier about females being predatory, that was one of the things that was a thought process in my mind. I didn't say it out loud, but I definitely thought about that movie and how they treated him and the things that happened to him. But um, being that the issues are not out in the forefront, a lot of us aren't able to really identify our issues surrounding sex and how we think um, sex should go, what we think women should be doing, yada, yada, yada. Girl, I'm tired. Uh, I, I'm, I Mix how wore me out with that one damn comment. I'm ready to go. I'm Listen, done. But you know, the thing is, in, in, in all reality, I think that as Black parent, my experience as a Black woman, um, is that my mom did not have the talk with me. Um, I was 11 when my parents separated and we moved out of the state, out of town within a year of that. And um, my mom never had the talk with me and she avoided conversations surrounding sex, sexuality, things like that. And you would think a woman with 10 kids, lady, like, but nonetheless, even when I tried to prompt her to have those conversations, what I've noticed is that white parents seem to be far more open with those conversations with their children, even so much so that one thing that I never recognized as a dangerous thing until my husband pointed it out is pet names for private parts. He believe in calling your private parts what they are. 
vagina penis because it makes them like if you're saying my my grandmama then would say pocketbook you know your cookie your cooch you know all kinds of things but it's important to use the correct anatomy for your terms and i always hear white kids use those type of terms and they're very direct about you know whatever's going on with them as in, but i think even because that is almost like you're ashamed to call it what it is like it starts with oh don't say that word say cookie say no this is my vagina and this is what is go you know what i mean like i think using the correct terminology starts and you start by introducing those terms and then that makes it easier to have conversations when it comes time to explain different things and you start it off slow like a lot of kids they want to go into the bathroom when their parents use in the bathroom they see certain things have conversations with them about what they saw like it doesn't have to start with you just bam birds and the bees it's a build-up because you've been open with your child for so long and not pussyfooting around the subject that it's easier to talk to them about sex and sexuality i um my mom had the conversation with me very um not very early on but maybe when i was around 15 um like 15 years old like really had the conversation with me or surrounding sex and you know i had mentioned this a long time ago like preparing your child uh preparing your children for sex and what happens and so many people oh my god you can't prepare your child for sex it's like you being an advocate no um preparing your child for sex means like preparing your child for the things that take place during the things that take place after your feelings about sex um your feelings about the person um things that we would think is love when we're experiencing a, a dopamine high things like that i feel like my mom did prepare me for and while i was uncomfortable with talking to my mom about certain things at 15 um she gave me enough um she did give me enough to where i wasn't totally blindsided when certain things happened to me mm -hmm. or when i started to feel certain ways i wasn't blindsided by emotions and mm -hmm. i didn't totally move in emotion when it came down to to men um so yeah i think it's one of those things like you kind of have to gauge your child see what your child is watching see the types of things that they're engaging in see the types of conversations like i said going through your child's phone is imperative nowadays go through your kids phone see what your kids hey, are talking you about mirror their phone <laughs> mirror it you can see exactly what's going that on that part um yeah. because when you're able to gauge your children then i think you'll be able you will be able to have an honest conversation but um even when it comes down to my own children we talk about the correct term mm -hmm. we talk about what it's generally referred to as Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the slang terms. That's good. Um, we talk about what's appropriate for your friends, what's appropriate in front of adults. And it's just, you know, really trying to keep it real with our children. But like, I, I understand who my kids are. Um, just kind of gauging them and mm -hmm. keeping it a buck because I don't want my children to fall prey 
to somebody. I, I don't want, I don't ever want, want my children to be prey to somebody. So, mm -hmm. and if you don't have those conversations with them and teach them, you're leaving it up to someone else to teach them. And that power is left up to someone else too. Like that influence is left up to someone else too. Like literally I still deal with the effects of not an adult in my life, not having those conversations with me. Um, literally. And I'm 40 plus years old. So yeah, um, it, it, it is beneficial. It benefits you to have that conversation no matter how uncomfortable. Um, the thing is I'm very close to my daughter. So it was easier for me to have that conversation and have conversations like that. Like we're just very open. We're, um, you know, we've lived away from all of my family for such a long time that we're just very open and honest. But, um, you know, I was that I didn't have that and it impacted me. And, you know, like, so it's just important to have those conversations, have them early on, have them in an appropriate way. And for some reason, because people, you know, for whatever, get kind of like if you're uncomfortable having them or you don't know where to start, it's a it's all type of literature out there that will lead you and guide you that you can use as a source or resource for Hey, what's the appropriate conversations to have when? Because baby, you better talk to these kids because before you know it, your child will be 13, acting a fool. You got to take them on Dr. Phil, 18, starting the OnlyFans. Make it $50 million though. $50 million, but what is her mental state? And what we say is if they made $50 million, ain't shit wrong with them. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You know, a lot of women will be like, if you can make 50 million, I'm gonna hold the camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, they willing to sell their souls because their that mindset comes from somewhere. They don't have a moral base. They don't have, there's nothing that they would say no to. Um, if the price is big enough, no matter how crazy, outlandish, insane the request is, they're willing to do it. And that's some dangerous mess. Um, MGTOW, you raised a very interesting question. What do you tell your preteen son when he starts to desire to F an older woman? I tell you right now, the wagging the finger ain't going to cut it. Ooh. See, the, the, but the difference is, MGTOW, the difference is, and this is fucked up to say, but the difference is um, catching your preteen boys right now, talking to your preteen boys about what the fuck is predatory and what the fuck isn't predatory. Talking to your preteens now about um y'all, y'all gonna <laughs> y'all call it what it is. You have to kind of start to plant the seeds in your children as to what you want your children to be and what you want your children to do. Um, Americans have problems with that, but we see the benefits uh uh from planting seeds and from keeping a standard with other cultures that mm -hmm. are not americans right mm -hmm. um so if i'm sitting here talking to solomon and solomon is definitely a preteen solomon's 11 and i sit around and i talk to solomon about attraction i talk to solomon about manipulation um i asked solomon his opinion on certain things um, when certain things arrive, I make it loud and clear what my opinion on certain things are. Like if something like this comes about, I'm telling him, oh, that shit is wrong. That's fucked up. No, she's disgusting. She's yada, yada, yada. And I'm identifying behaviors that should not be present in his life. Yeah, there are certain things that you're not going to be able, be able to prevent with your kids, of course, 
but you kind of have to start to plant the seeds. You have to be the teacher. You have to be the one um, to really have the discussions or put him in positions to where he can. You know what? Solomon probably will end up marrying a white girl. He ain't going to be no simp, though. That that He ain't going to be no simp. He ain't going to be no simp. He'll do a lot of shit. He ain't going to be no simp, though. But if there are things that we have been adamant about talking about adamant about hey look um you're talking about the laws of human nature you're talking about um people's biology and what biology teaches you and how biology causes you re you to react to certain things certain things he ain't gonna be involved with because i'm already teaching him and he already gonna know what the deal is so um when it comes down to the you never really know, nah, actually you do know. If you're paying enough attention to your children, you know exactly what the fuck is up. You know when your child um has little urges. You know when your child going in the bathroom and staying in the bathroom for a fucking hour and they barely wash their ass at some point and they become an they're they're a little boy, then you already know that he's probably starting to uh play with himself. You know these things certain things we do know if you're paying attention to your children and i'm not saying that you got to be some type of helicopter mom but you're gonna have to raise your fucking kids to get to know them you're gonna have to raise your kids to understand them you're gonna have to really get to get down to the bottom of so no nah, it's not a you don't really know i'll say things that i would probably put past my child at a certain point is going to be when he gets grown and he's out the house because I understand what I'm doing at this point to prevent certain shit. So now nah, y'all may not never really know. I'm a no, I'm a no, I'm nosy. So, um, gotta be truck, that when that damn lotion is going fast, you already know what the deal is. Oh. When, when the bedroom door started to get locked, you already know what the deal My is. My sister got three boys, baby. She'd be talking about them hard towels and socks. Girl, I'm not. I can't. I don't even want to deal with oh. it. But it's certain Let things that we life. already kind of have the drop on that um, certain things that if you've grown up and you're older and you I'm glad I had my, my kids later on down the line, but it's prepared me for a lot of the things that i'll probably be going through down the line at some point so i, 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 I can be prepared for that I, I can't deal with that like i don't want to find the hard towels and stuff like i don't want like <sighs> <laughs> sir i'm already cr in cringe mode but i'm gonna take all the doors off the house off off the room <laughs> no, I, no, because I think that that's a healthy part of it. Is but I don't, I don't want to have to wash those towels and socks. This is <laughs> like you teach them how to do their own motherfucking laundry. My kids, my kid, my daughters, my daughters still bring me laundry. <laughs> Go on, on, let's keep going. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very regularly. But uh, <laughs> anyway, baby, when I tell you spoiled, like, yeah, real spoiled. Oh, your mm -hmm. kid, this is the thing. So even when um with Solomon, mm -hmm. Solomon knows how to throw one of them damn pods in there. Mm -hmm. He knows how to sort his clothes out between light and dark. Really? Fucking right. My kid, let me tell you something. I taught my daughter that when she was 17. 
It didn't matter because she still brought her laundry to me, but I was like, she was living on campus. So I was like, and she just brought her clothes home every weekend and she still brings her clothes to me. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let us know what your thoughts are. Listen. Ew, big truck. Listen, I wish wish upon a star that a fucker... What do you do in that case? Because no, real talk. Okay, so my cousin, she, I've had a couple people that have walked in mid situation with the boys. Like, what do you do? Computer up late at night. They, Um, what do you do? Well, you got to put them on punishment for that. You got to, for one. And when I say putting them on punishment, meaning that they don't have any business viewing that type of content, they don't have any business viewing that type of content. So you got to punish them for viewing that type of content without permission. Of course, you're not going to give them permission to do it anyway. So you have to give up, put them on punishment, Mm. Um, meaning take away all electronics, all that shit, all that access. Then you're going to have to talk about, you're going to have to have a, a healthy conversation about sex you're gonna have to have a healthy conversation about what happens when they go through them urges but why do they get put on punishment if it's natural like you said it is natural to do that but it is not natural to be viewing the content it's Mm. not natural to view the content so you're gonna have to put them on punishment for that and you're gonna have to have a real live conversation if if most of us had men in the house oh i know y'all don't want to hear about men being in the house oh not the men um then talking about you say lock your door baby uh-uh lock the door for what i'm coming up in here um please lock no doors you don't pay no rent y'all know how it go punishment for being horny not punishment for being horny see i was specific in what i'm saying that they should be punished for they should be punished for viewing um certain content they definitely should be punished for viewing certain content because Mm -hmm. that's just not that's a no-go but you're going to have to have a conversation about what really happens when that happens you're gonna have to have a conversation how would men deal with it any differently like i'm interested to know as men what is your response when you walk in on your son he's 11 to 13 years old you walk in late night computer up and he's going to town what how do you respond you punish your daughters for still come on now the girls don't do that come on anyways i mean i guess you know if if would you punish your daughter for pleasuring herself would be the appropriate question um when watching porn you know um i i don't know like for me i okay this is how i would handle it I would, you know, let's say it's my stepson situation happened. I would immediately take the computer, close it down, tell him to go in the bathroom and get himself together. I know that the embarrassment is going to be bad enough. I wouldn't punish him because I do think it's a natural bodily urge. I would have a conversation with him regarding, you know, what's appropriate to look up and not be looking up and let him know, you know, because, you know, I've had a situation with kids in my family, like looking stuff up and they be on the school computers and getting in trouble because when they start doing that, 
they like, especially boys, you know, their hormones are raging. Any kind of device that they're on, they'll look it up. So I would have a conversation with him about what's appropriate, but I would take the computer, let him know it's late at night. You need to go to bed, go to the bathroom, get yourself straightened up and come in here and go to bed. And that would be it. I know that he would be extremely embarrassed and that's probably how I would handle it and probably let dad handle it if he wanted to do anything further in the morning. Good job. You don't have to say or do anything. You just turn around and walk out. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> Wrong rule. Yeah, are you are you condoning it happening in your house? Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, I guess. They're growing boys. What, like, it's going to happen. But what about the consumption of the, the pee? The thing is, I, I don't find that to be terribly horrible. Like, why do people act like porn is such a horrible thing? Like, I don't, I find porn to be fantasy. That is natural. Boys are like, you know, young boys fantasize about girls more than any age group. The porn is natural. I don't want him looking that up. And I will probably put parental controls on the computer. That's what I would do. Put parental controls on the computer. But I'm not going to be shocked and astonished because it's natural, especially when boys are going through that stage. I expect them to be, I expect me to find this phone and find XXX sites in it. Like I, I would expect that to be, that's a natural thing to me. Um, I think we differ in that aspect. Why um, do you think that? Like, what's so horrible about corn? Girl, first of all, when you shit, it just stays. <laughs> <laughs> you don't digest it. <laughs> nope. Um, I don't think it is natural. I actually think it's very unnatural. Um, really? Yeah. Um, then when you talk about addictions and being addicted to so when young boys start out then that becomes like a a a, a, a occurrence like that shit happens a lot and they end up doing it a lot mm -hmm. and so then coupled with a lot of um boys not having a real aspect of a, a real aspect of relationships and then they're doing this then they get older Mm -hmm. And they trying to figure out why Susie can't do a split on top of it and not understanding that even some of that shit is fake. Mm -hmm. Um, then, then I, to me, it, it's like, um, I understand your concerns. Yeah. Um, you interviewed Wesley Pipes. You remember when you said, you know, um, when we interviewed him, I started doing a lot of research about the effects of, because initially I wanted to do that as a black pill topic, but y'all know how that shit went. And when I was starting to look at it and then look at the people that did it and how they were affected by it. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing all the way around. And I think yeah. it does more to the psyche than it's not a problem that you can say ABC and I can point to right. But it's more of a thing that's done to your mental. I can kind of see that. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Be but I guess I've never dealt with a man who's really been to porn like that, like heavy, like even like moderately. Um, so that's not really something that I guess I've ever experienced. I do know like the desensitization and like you're creating yeah. these fantasies that women won't be able to live up to. But I feel like those are conversations that, that can be had. But I think that fantasy is a very healthy thing. I think that men in relationships looking at porn, fantasizing, like I don't, I, I find that 
Like, I find that to be very healthy. I see a lot of women who get upset about that or who write in the Reddit, my husband was watching porn. I caught my, and I'd be like, what the, who gives a damn? Like, you a killjoy. Like, go jump off a bridge. Like, let that man enjoy what he enjoying. He coming in there to you, like, who can, like, unless it's like a serious addiction and he does it hours a day. And, I, and, and sometimes it does get to that extent. So yes, that is completely unhealthy. Overindulging in anything could be problematic. But I think watching it, checking it out, like, it kind of spices things up. So I never had a problem with that. If it was my son, I would have a conversation with him. I would explain all of that because I haven't seen the studies and let him know, you know, fantasy is healthy but you know this could be the long lasting effects of that but I, I just wouldn't punish them because I think like I have such a prudish attitude around sex and stuff and I would trying to undo my I'm still trying to undo my thoughts around sex and sexuality and things of that nature so I don't want my son to undergo that and have shame around what he enjoys as it relates to fantasy now if he watching white porn I'm, I'm gonna have a problem <laughs> It depends. I'm so <laughs> done. Like I'm done with this. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh gosh. Um shout out to Big Truck. Hey Truck. He says, I used to use parental controls, disabled my parents. Oh my god. <laughs> when you got these smart kids, kids are intelligent though. They're highly intelligent. You be thinking you okay. did something. These kids smart as heck. Mm, um, shout out to Big Truck again. You have no right whatsoever <laughs> to punish for jacking off. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you don't. Um, <laughs> you could. I wouldn't even be for that, but it would be like now. Hold up. Hold you can up. tell in the hit dogs though, can't you? In the comments, <laughs> maybe they've been hurt all morning. <laughs> <laughs> they had name all right morning, now. honey. <laughs> thinking like if big mama came down here and clapped me right now she'll be too mad <laughs> that's why they so upset like girl been mad as hell all morning mm -hmm. i did not want to talk about this fucking topic i'm so glad it's so over with yeah me too but i'm like, glad oh my gosh i'm so glad it's over with like that shit was excruciating i was like <laughs> no i didn't want to talk about it uh but it was good it was good um, I don't think I have anything else. This is very interesting. I kind of like where the conversation went and I learned something new about you because I never would have guessed that from you because you're typically very open about stuff, like your feelings about porn. Like I'm kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. Layers, yeah, layers, that, layers. That, girl, it is layers. It yeah. is layers. Um, but um, you know, when you've gone through a lot of shit and you've seen the effects of a lot of things and so on my healing journey, a lot of shit I've had to heal myself mm -hmm. or go seek out help or and get to the appropriate place to heal mm -hmm. myself. And then when you really get to talking to counselors and therapists and shit like that, and we really talking about and really talking about it and what's healthy and what's not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you get to learn a lot, but yeah, child. Uh, <laughs> MGTOW, um, I'm offering consultations. Do I ain't charging, but um, 150 per hour. A lot of people, you know, I'm running a special for the new year, 150 per hour. Um, and we could talk about your issues. I'm becoming a life coach and a dating coach and a masculinity coach. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I'm here for you. Listen. Um, 
What, real quick, Mick, I highlighted that because I wanted to say something. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I, know, I remember. Uh, uh, I just want first of all, I don't know who white Jesus is because my husband would never be white. But um, my neighbor was playing salsa so loud that I had to come into my guest room. So I'm at my vanity table, not in the bathroom. Like, shush. But and I don't think I was loud. I tried not to be loud it today. It do look a little bathroomish behind you, though. <laughs> That's I mean, this is the corner. Of I got my you. I got desk. you. But like the stuff on the <laughs> child, probably. But I'm not in the bathroom. I assure y'all. But I've been trying to watch my volume. I don't know if I was as loud today as I typically am, but I tried not to be. I'm sure he'll let me know. Oh. Um, yes, dealing the real, I think men need masculinity coaches. I can tell you what a real man is and what a real man should be doing. Um, I've had, I haven't, I've had an experience with one real man. And so that <laughs> makes me an expert. Oh. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, daddy. Okay. Um, I can teach you how to get your women to call you daddy and how to serve you. I can get you to teach women how to be submissive. You guys should really sign up. Like I said, it's only going to be $150 per hour while I am running my new year special. Mm. Keep in mind, this is not going to be a special for the entire year, but $150 an hour, you're going to get a lot of valuable information and I'm here for your help. So, yeah. Well, so can, can men teach, can men be femininity coaches to women? No. Oh, I'm an earth mother. And oh. being that I'm an earth mother, only women can teach masculinity and femininity, not the opposite. You know, <laughs> men in the mental sphere have, have taught each other that they could teach women how to be feminine and shit and that they know what a, like how to be a woman. That's not true. Mm. Being that I've dealt with one real man, one real man. Mm -hmm. That's all I, it takes. Huh? That's all it takes. I can teach you guys how to be more masculine. You know, they say I carry a lot of masculinity. I could teach all my ways. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, American Negro. Um, yeah, I have nothing else. I, I really don't. Um, so you guys be sure to sign up. Let me know what you guys think. Concrete, yeah. this was a hell of a topic, girl. I would I can't say I enjoyed it because I was dreading this shit, but I enjoyed it. You talk, you you had quite a bit to say about it, so I assumed that you enjoyed it. But I thought that it was good. I liked the direction that the conversation went in. I liked what we talked about, so I enjoyed it. My face looks so greasy. It don't matter. I'm about to get off of here anyway. Shiny but, and pretty, um, baby. I, I know. Like I have a light right on me. And maybe the sun rose and sat on your ass. Listen, my forehead and then my nose, baby. I just. Light just reflects off this dome. But anyways, nonetheless, that's not what we're here to talk about. Thank you to the uh, chat because maybe y'all was off the chain. And thank you to everybody who super chatted us. We appreciate y'all. I enjoyed this topic. This was a good one to me. Um, MGTOW, um, if we talked about Black Pill, I assure you, neither one of us would be on this damn podcast. <laughs> neither one of us um, i don't even know enough about it i have no I, I, I know enough i wanted to interview some people on black pill mm -hmm. um somewhere down the line somewhere down the line i think that's that's something that i want to do but um okay. MGTOW, i don't know if you're real black pill or not i i, I think you um posing mm -hmm. i think you're posing i think i'm more black pill than you but oh 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 
you know, that's me in my mask, me and my masculine telling you I could do something better than you. How are you going to tell a man that you're more black peeled than him? How dare you? Do you not see all these breastuses that fit, <laughs> that feeds the earth's children? I'm an earth mother. Kid Clouds, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't never even came up to the panel. Not a not a day. Why should oh. I say silver peel? Sean, go to hell. I can teach. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, shout out to you guys. Thank you to everybody that came through. If y'all want to super chat us, because y'all been a little light-handed on them super chats, and normally I don't Where get on here you? begging. I'm still not gonna beg, but you sound gonna, like some of these content creators. Oh, go I'm ahead, gonna powerfully it. suggest super chat us or else. No, I'm uh, okay, <laughs> little dollar something. Little Jenga um, lying in the collection plate. Make I'm that. Just saying, we like the money that wrinkle, uh, the money that fold, <laughs> not the money that jingle. You know how they used to say this shit in church. Um, Girl. Anywho, we will see you guys back here on the next one. If you didn't like the damn video, like the video, mm -hmm. subscribe. We got some shit popping for the 2023, honey, we do. for the year we of the seven. Exciting stuff coming up. Mm. So with that note, you guys have a great start to your week. And we will see you guys back here on Wednesday. We are out. Peace. Peace.